Hey everybody, this is Kevin Heffernan. Welcome to another episode of Chewing It. On behalf of Steve Lemmy, thanks for joining us. Got a great guest this week. Our friend Paul Walter Hauser joins us. Uh, Paul's an actor and a writer and a comic and a director, and he stars in the show Kingdom on the Audience Network, which is a very cool show. And uh, he also has a little part in Super Troopers too. So we sat down with Paul and we talked about all kinds of great stuff and what he's working on and the show Kingdom and... Um, uh, let's get to it in a second. I want to get through some business first. First things first, we got some great news this week. Our comedy special, Below the Belt, that Lemon and I shot in Denver, has been given an air date on Comedy Central. Huh? November 11th, this is pretty cool, Comedy Central is going to premiere our stand-up special, and um, they're going to make a big Broken Lizard night of it. So uh, Broken Lizard is going to take over the airways of Comedy Central, and they're going to show um, Beer Fest uh, at 8 and Super Troopers at 10, and then the comedy special is going to premiere midnight East Coast time, 9 p.m. Pacific time. And then they're going to show Super Troopers again, and then they're going to rebroadcast the special again. So it'll air twice that night, and... Uh, Surrounding it will be a bunch of Broken Lizard movies. So how's that? That's pretty fun. So uh, set your DVRs, mark your calendars, tell your friends. We'll be talking a lot more about it. Uh, there'll be promotional stuff. But it's hot off the presses. Chew Crew, you're hearing this first of anyone. November 11th, the Heffern and Lemmy stand-up special Below the Belt premieres on Comedy Central. So that's great. Um, also, we are uh, back on the road again. Uh, we've got a bunch of dates coming up over the next couple of months. So uh, we're going to be in Calgary this weekend. This weekend we'll be in Calgary, October 20th through 22nd, uh, up in Canada at the Laugh Shop. And then in November, November 3rd, 4th, and 5th, we'll be in Portland, Oregon at the Helium Comedy Club. The next weekend we'll be in Madison, Wisconsin, November 10th, 11th, and 12th at the Comedy Club on State. In December, we're going to head back to Arlington, Virginia at the Arlington Draft House. That'll be December 2nd and 3rd. And then the next weekend we'll be in Philly. At the Helium Comedy Club in Philly, December 8th, 9th, and 10th. Okay, so Calgary, Portland, Oregon, Madison, Wisconsin, Arlington, Virginia, Philadelphia. Pretty good. Those are some fun dates. All right, that's all the business, but let's get on with the show. Let's talk to Paul Walter Hauser, great guy, super talented guy. We had a great time working with him on Super Troopers 2, and I think you're really going to like him. Enjoy the show, everyone. Now entering Nerdist.com. It's sweet, but it's natural sugar. It's not. Mm. It's not like we're. You got to be careful about those parfaits, man. Sometimes they're fucking bullshit. I'm serious. Are you we got a good friend? You got are we recording? What? What? No, I'm. I'm, I'm not going to shit on parfaits, but they're a little overrated in terms of health. That'd be bro. sweet, though, if you had a parfait uh, store and you were like, it, "Shit on parfaits" was your thing. What do you mean? That was your special dish. Was the shit oh, on parfait? Shit on parfait. Yeah, that wouldn't be very. Wait, good. actual shit or verbal shit? Like you're giving shit. To I'm. Me. I'm. I was giving shit a little bit. I mean, parfaits. They're a little. 
you think they're healthy, but they're not that they're healthy. But that's, but that's par for the course. Um, Thank you. Um, Starting early. I don't know. Oh, um, man. That'll make I'm, it. I haven't had my coffee. Let me get my coffee. You got it right there. And your parfait. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something about coffee. I'm, I fucking hate coffee drinkers. Not you, you really? Not you personally. Really? But like, well, I am a coffee drinker, I know. so by proxy. Now, it looks like you have an iced coffee. Though. No, but Those it's not. Uh, that's a different, though. This is a Latin cold brew with a cashew horchata. See, I already hate it. <laughs> What's I, a horchata? I don't know, but it's delectable. How is it different than a latte? It's basically a latte. They just charge you more. What, what, why do you hate coffee people? It, it's not. It's not. You know what it is? It's the thing that you said. It's that thing that's like, don't talk to me before my first cup of coffee. <laughs> like, well, well, those are just coffee isms. Those are like verbal bumper stickers. Are you a coffee no, guy? People, Stats, are you a coffee guy? You are. Okay. But people adhere to that. We shit. are not coffee drinkers. People adhere to that. They literally. Believe people legitimately believe they can be rude to you, and that's and that the coffee it, thing is an excuse. But it's but not untrue in the sense that Stotts isn't great. But it's not untrue in the sense that they do need their drug before that's they problem. can function properly. That's a problem. Like you know, people get headaches before they have their fucking cups of coffee. That's in the a morning. problem. It's a character flaw. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, and everyone's got them. It's got nothing to do with coffee. Oh, it has something to do with how they were raised. Gall darn it! Excuse my language. <laughs> yeah, I don't want this to turn into a thing that it's like you know. That's just look. Everybody's got their own faults, and sure. you know, and you sure, just they have do. to give every cut everybody some slack. No, yeah. fuck that. Coffee is fucking bullshit. You know, you know I'm the thing about coffee, coffee wow. too. Wow, you can't chew it. Mm. But you can. <laughs> no, you, but you, I like it. What are you chewing? Parfait. Gee. No, no, I'm not chewing parfait. I am chewing Milano cookies from Pepperidge Farm. Really? My wife was eating those on the couch last night. Oh, really? How yeah. many did she have? I don't know. I did. I tried to pay attention. You know why I know? Because I was... Actually, it was not. It was when the debate was on. We were watching the debate, and she had the Milano's package. And you, there's, those things are... There's a lot of packaging in there. Yeah. There's, like, cookies inside paper, and, and she's three, crinkling the three thing. Three trays. There's, yeah, she's crinkling the thing, and I'm trying to watch the thing, and she, that's all I can think Plus, about. Plus, only a child's hand can reach into that fucking thing They anyway. really can. So it's like, you're going to make noise. <laughs> they you're really gonna make can. Noise. I, I love how Milano's... Milano cookies are, like, part of... There's, like, a subculture of, like... Women who eat snacks that are like sure very like sultry and healthy and magazine ready like Milano's or a, or a, what's the hazelnut dip the women oh, are obsessed Nutella. with Nutella. Nutella it's so I love these commercials where they're like sit back cross your leg <laughs> turn the volume up on the record player and get a Milano melting in your mouth yeah. it's so there's something so delicate about certain snacks that are like geared towards women it is a female cookie but but I'll like what I, I what I do with them is like not like I destroy them I, yeah. I take some beautiful yeah. and I destroy yeah. it well, you take your little paper train you eat all three of them in the paper train move to the next paper because well, the thing I'll about the Milano's the yeah. or something <laughs> they're also like they're they're a narrow cookie which is why they're ladylike cookies. So huh. it's like yeah. they fit right into your mouth slot without feeling like a pig. You know, like a big chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> That's like, so true. You have to, you know, you're going to. A Chips Ahoy is going to sure. get all over your fingers. You're going to feel like you're five years old. And crumbs, so you, crumbs you, will shoot out the side when, when it breaks. This thing, the crumbs shoot into your mouth. You, right? can, you can eat them in one bite is what you're trying to say. You can go, dot, 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 dot. you right. can like pop it right you can even down hot your dogs. throat. Like a hot dog. Yeah, you can pop it right down your throat. Like a hot dog. And then it feels like nothing. <laughs> and then what happens, you, look at the, you look at the calories, it's like, oh, two of them is 130 <laughs> calories. That yeah. gives me room for at least two more. And then wow. you're like, that's 260 calories. I got two more in me. Oh my god! Like this is nothing. That's I've eaten right. fucking three trays of this thing already. Sure. And there's only three trays in this. Get the Costco size bag of them on us. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm bad with? Yeah. Crackers. I'm the kind of guy who will What's order it? a soup, and I sure. will just throw the crackers do on top. Horrific. 
things. Each bite, each bite has each to have like more cracker than cracker. Cracker. It's yeah. like a damn sandwich. Yeah. Uh, is it because you like salty? You like salty? Is that what you think it's? Like I salty? do like, I like savory much more than I like sugary, for sure. But is savory salty? <laughs> is that the same thing? Because I saw an ad the other day and they talked about uh, savory. I thought savory is, is was savory salty. Savory salty? I, I think it is. I'm no, just savory wondering. savory is salty. Okay. I like why is savory salty? That you and I don't know something about food right now is... Well, I'm just saying, why savory salty? Why? What? Is salty savory? I think savory is in the salty family. It's under the same umbrella. Okay. Salty is salty. Savory is like, oh, that's a savory thing. Okay. But like it falls. It's not sweet. Savory is not sweet. I guess You so. can't describe anything sweet as There's savory. There's a deeper well to the definition of savory. It can be utilized <laughs> in multiple ways. Flexible. Yeah. It's flexible. Okay. But yeah. I like, I li- I like a salty. Salty just salty. I like salty with sweet. Like you go vanilla ice cream with some salty almonds in it like, and, or some pretzels, like the Ben and Jerry's thing with the, with the pretzels <laughs> in there. I won't. I won't. You stop it. Can I ask you a question? Let we, me just lure me in. <clears throat> we were talking about this last week. of <clears throat> almonds on ice cream. And I want, I want your opinion on this because we were talking about this last week. Say it. <clears throat> Wait, let, let me can't understand this. What were you eating, by the way? Uh, yeah, perfect. Okay. And this I, is all relevant. I'm, this is a, this is a uh, food question. Okay, then don't let me forget. I want to ask. I want to ask Paul what kind of, uh, and we should introduce him at some point. But I want to ask him what kind of crackers he. Well, let's just for. do it. Let's just do that then. Okay. Because because I, I, I can I can save this question for okay. later. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. Joining us on the podcast this week, our friend, our new friend. Our I want to say new friend. I want to say your friend. old friend. My old friend. My new. Friend. Your new friend. And hopefully a dear friend. And dear well, friend. And and I was going to add and a member. Of the family. Uh, yeah. Now a member of the now family. Now a member of the family. Paul Walter Hauser, actor, comedian, writer, director. You know him from the show Kingdom. Yeah. He plays Keith on the show Kingdom. That's right. And I'm you're going to know him from Super Troopers 2. We're not going to tell you the name of the character. <clears throat> no, we won't. But... We can't really discuss the character you play. Right. In Super Troopers 2, but it's, it's wonderful. A, it's brief, but it's pivotal. It's, it's fun. It's... it's it was briefer, and I'll tell I you this. I'll tell you this. You know how you can credit for it not being as brief as it was originally? This guy right here. This, this guy? guy? Yeah. Hi, hi there. He, uh, Steve he, Lemmy, for those who can't see what's going he on. He added your character um, well, to, into another scene. Well, your character... He did. Originally, your character... Do you remember this? Your character was a name. His character right. was Just a name. name, but what didn't even exist. And, yeah. then, and then my first pitch originally was, I think we should meet this character. Yeah. I feel like I was even met with some... Uh, with some you uh, probably were. I probably was. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and Obstinance. Hesitancy. Yeah. I've heard stories. I read that giant Monty Python book yeah. where it just talks about the yeah, process and yeah. their life, which is brilliant. But uh, it, it makes me think like I look at everything differently. Like Broken Lizard, I'm like, those guys get along and agree on everything. They just have a blast. And oh, like, <laughs> no, they probably like it probably turns into just business at certain points and you work your ass off and you get exhausted with each other. This, yeah, one, yeah. This, yeah. this was not a, uh, a, a, a tense situation, but this is one which I, I find I've come up against several times where it was yeah. like, uh, I think we all do, where it's like, I, I think we should see this character. How's that going to work in? Yeah. Write the scene for us. Tell, show us how it's going to go. And I think I wrote the scene then with this character. Yeah. And, and, and put it in. Mm-hmm. And then it became, then later on, right up at the, at the uh, 23rd hour, 11th hour, which is the expression. Yeah. Uh, where I, I, I'd like to see this happen with this character. Yeah. No, you definitely did. I mean, I, I don't. It was think... funny, man. It was like when I got the script. I, I, they didn't even give me the script. You're not allowed when to, I got bro. the audition. But, uh, but I know an assistant who sits at a cubicle who has lots yeah, of scripts. And he yeah, dog. Yeah, dog. And I read it and I was like, oh, thank God, it's funny. But yeah. not what? that I the script like, or your yeah, part. Just because I'm such a fan of the whole thing. Yeah. Because I'm such a fan of the first film that I'm like, 
oh man, Anchorman two, Zoolander two, right. Dumb and Dumber two. Uh, I want Super Troopers two to happen, but I hope it's. Fun. And then the script was like honoring all the stuff from the first movie. Yeah, yeah. Characters, the bits, right? Everything was some like, new bits. Yeah, it was congruent. It was like tonally oh. congruent. Ooh, I was yeah. like, congruent. Oh, I like this congruent. I like this a lot. But now here, here, I'll, I'll, I'll then I'll suck your deck for a moment here. Okay. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that the suggestion to pop him in to another place came after we saw Paul's audition tape. And knew how it was going to go. That I, I believe that that's when I said I think I think so. But I think that t- the idea was obviously it's tough because you have to dance around it because we can't tell you what the, what the thing is. But, but yes, I think that I think that that's part of it that we wanted to get a little bit more Paul Walter Hauser. That's what it is. And and the only the only hesitancy was from a production point of view. Was he too funny? Oh wait, no no no. It was because is because we our budget was already we were already over budget. Yeah, and there was a. a not just in in the situation with Paul, but with in everything. Anytime you added anything into that script, mm, right. the fucking uh, alarm bells went off across all departments, including ours. Oh, uh, uh, ours production, everything, travel, everything went crazy. You know, yeah. so like every time we, like I know because I I would I was the guy revising the script during the shoot. Right, I would send over a new page on something, and fucking people went ape shit, including <laughs> including the people. Who had suggested that those, you know, obviously, like, sure. we, we're making those, we're riffing on all those things, and it's right. like the new pages come, it's like, you know what, Heffernan, keep these fucking pages away from me. <laughs> right, because <laughs> right, you didn't want that. But anyway, okay. But anyway, you, you came and you played with us in uh, Super Troopers 2 for a little while, which was great, was right? fun, man. First and you, uh, you grew a mustache. Well, you, you're a facial hair guy anyway, aren't you? Are you yeah, a facial I'm, hair guy? I'm a facial hair guy. I, I used to do the goatee, and then people used to always tell me, they're like... Goatee. I don't really like goatees, but it's not it works anymore. on you. And I'm like, I don't like this it works on you compliment that I've been mm. getting my whole life. Where people are like, you know, normally this thing sucks, but on you, I accept it. Um, <laughs> well, maybe it's like I got now New like, Balance, too. This comes Skechers. back to... this is <laughs> <laughs> Women are just like, oh, I really, the shoes are the first thing I look at. And I'm like, great. Now, in order for me to have a future with a woman, I have to change my shoe apparel. You have to, you have to realize... Which, by the way, small price to pay for oh, not sure. being lonely. For love. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but, that's, but it's still a, a you know whole that, thing. You know that women, women decide... When women look at you, they decide whether or not you're fuckable faster than the speed of light. It's an <laughs> Is that right? Oh, yeah. It's, they can decide just like that. It's yes or no. I don't know if that's true. But he, he read that on the back of a Snapple cap. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Fucker in the no, speed my of friend, light. My friend Rob Lowe told me that. <laughs> just, <laughs> no, just kidding. But, but then you, it's the accoutrement. But guys like Paul and I, we live our lives kind of sneaking in there. You know what I mean? We live our lives. Yeah, they might look at me and be like, I'm not going to fuck that guy. But once they get to know me, the personality, they can't help it. Sure. Once they get to know me, you're for sure going to get that call someday. That's right. To take them to the airport. <laughs> Wait, what were you, you talking about? And then will you? Yeah, man. I'll move her furniture. Whatever I got to do to let her know I'm a trustworthy guy. And if it's gone this well over three, four, five months, imagine 45 <laughs> years. Sure. <laughs> I'll take you to the airport for 45 That's my years. Pitch. Yeah. That's a good It'll pitch. Be, maybe 45 good rides. Uh, 45 very good rides. Yeah. Uh, tell me, what's the, what's the deal with the three names? Paul Walter Hauser. What's your fucking problem? What do you, you need three well, names? What's going on? You do that because somebody in SAG already had Paul Hauser or because you're pompous? <laughs> <laughs> well, 
not to attack you. I've always been I've always been arrogant in yes. general. Yeah, sure. It shows. It sure. shows. But I when I moved to LA, I was With like, two- oh, they reward you for it. So yeah. I amplified it. Yeah. And, uh, right. I actually went for five names. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a pain in the ass when you're playing arcade games when you gotta they don't give you five sure, letters sure. for the You can't even initialize that. No, it's right. um it's maddening. Paul no, um, Walter James. He went for five names, but that was already Paul taken. To James Walter. I went for um, Fred Dalton Thompson and they said that was taken. <laughs> yeah. And uh, really pissed me off. But he's since passed, so I might be Fred Dalton. Tom sure. Second. Sure. Um, yeah. might... Just go Freddie Thompson you, or, or Fred Dalton T. <laughs> would you go Fred Dalton T? <laughs> I would go. I would go. Oh, I would go. I would go F D Thompson because F D sounds very sexually suggestive. F D. People would be like, we got to invite F D to but the party. But even yeah. you know what? F like C Thomas Howell did his thing. <laughs> right. I, I knew that, that name like... would come up in this podcast <laughs> somehow. I would think that like. And an F, that in. Like an F something is great. It's, it's like yeah. F Dolphin. F, 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 Gary F Murray Abraham. F, Gr- no, F, F Gary Gray. Abraham. Yeah. I'm going to start going with F. <laughs> F Steve Lemmy. Yeah. F Murray Abraham. You're right. You know, we had, do you remember that we were going to do this? This is a joke, but like, I think it was one time we were just like trying to get film financing for something like years ago. Yeah. It might have even been pre Super Troopers. Uh-huh. And the joke was that we were going to change our names. Like, so I was going to be Steve De Niro. Right, and you were going with uh, Kevin Whoa. Belushi, <laughs> right? And we we're just going to make people think like, "Holy shit, it's the kids of all these stars." Sure, okay. And I think uh, that's so funny. We, that that's a movie, by the way. That'd be great. You change your name to, to pretend you're the sons yeah, of all like, these stars. Like Mink was going to be like Eric Redford. <laughs> we we're going to do that. Right. I I started my grandpa's name. The first name was Walter, and he was like, he was like such an old school Americana dude who like was in the military. Was a really good boxer. Was very handy. Uh, drank beer and played cards and went fishing. Like I love him. All this is like the, you. This like, sounds like you. It's just well. It's it's <laughs> really like the. It's what I hope Matthew McConaughey is, but probably isn't. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Just like you smell man when you pass him. Right. But um. But I just thought he was such a badass. He passed away when I was like seven, so I didn't get to know him that well. But I just thought he was a badass, and and my dad's name is Paul Hauser, and I was like, well, I love my dad, but I don't want to be exactly like my dad. Right. I need something Junior. distinguished, so I threw the Walter in there. I think Walter means warrior too. Oh, so part of me was just, you know, do you ever go Walter? Thought that was dope. Walter PPK, even though it's Walther. I know, I know, it's Walther. <laughs> but do you ever like call yourself the PPK? The PPK? Yeah. No, no like the way he's not. looking at me. Look at him. What, what, that's, what, his I, I think, that's his grandfather right there. This uh, is an improv what, brain so fart moment. What you're saying what, to me what, is, is that is, it's not even a SAG thing. You just wanted to go three names. This is what you're revealing okay to us. Yeah. Okay. And by the way, okay. the biggest stars of the silver screen, <laughs> uh, they don't have those big ass names. It's just Meryl Streep and we're done. Some of them sure. Queen Latifah and we're done. Some have sure. just won. Um, sure. Beyonce. Yeah. Charo. Sin. Bad. <laughs> yeah. um, but, but the guys I love, John C. Riley. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Sure. Okay. Uh, they're those three But names. it seems like a lot of those are, are, are because of union needs and union rules. Yeah, no, mine was uh, Yours to honor myself. In honor. No, to honor your grandfather. To honor my grandfather. Anyone, what up, Grandpa? Anyone you. Anyone ever call you Palter? Paul, my parents call me Palter all Do the time. Do they really? They have a bunch of... My family, for whatever reason, has a lot of, like endearing uh you know childhood like nicknames for me muffin yeah. muffin top muffin top yeah. um that's one is that one <laughs> sh- sugar taint a bunch of cute little family names wow sugar taint um, that's sweet and savory right there the sugar taint <laughs> i don't know that's, that's weird sweet and salty for that's sure. what i was chewing is. on oh, by the way gross yeah. that's that is your chew by the way oh i, I 
like getting excited to do this thing with you guys. I went and started listening, which love the podcast. Right. Thanks. Wait to your time. But right? I, the ones God I listened to on purpose were the ones of like people I knew or people I was a fan of. Yeah. Um. So I listened to Ike Barinholtz. Oh, yeah. very great happy guy. to know that dude. Yeah. He's great awesome. Guy. Great guy. Um. And super like humble and normal. Fame yeah. hasn't yeah. changed him. He's still a fucking idiot and awesome. Yeah. Um. Uh, and then I listened to uh, Alex Schaefer because I'm a huge oh, fan okay. of the movie Win Win. Okay. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so are we. I was nerding out about that. Yeah. And, uh, and then the other one I listened to is Clifton Collins Jr. Oh, because Clif- I'm writing a script right now and there's a, and the best part I'm writing is for Clifton Collins He's great. Jr. Oh, great. He's a super trooper too, you know. Oh, Do you okay. know that? I th- I think I heard, I think I saw that on social yeah. media somewhere. Someone posted a photo. Yeah, yeah he's videos. great. You're, you're, you're sharing he's credits best. with him now. It's crazy. That's yeah. great. The dude right? is so good. I think he's up there with, he's literally, for me, he's literally up there with the Tom Hardys and DiCaprio's. He just isn't the type of guy who's going to have that career. Right. Well, but it's like, you know. But talent wise. I loved, I loved having him on the podcast because hearing about his process was cool. That was like. Oh, yeah. You're like, oh, oh, yeah. You learned some things. Real, you, we did. Yeah, we learned some things about auditioning. And from, yeah. Um, Process yeah. stuff is fun. I think some people are like, ugh, an actor's talking about the craft. But it's like. If if a if someone who worked in electrical engineering or worked in a hospital setting told me about their day to day, like I find that interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, because also there's always there's always a funny story here or there. You know, yeah. what I mean? we're gonna get one well, out plus, of you. Plus, we'll get one out of you. I do crazy shit. I take stuff way too seriously. I'll have three four lines and I'll obsess over no stuff. small parts. I, well, and sometimes a part becomes more if you really if you really try to nail it. Well, I mean, thankfully that happened with you guys, and it, it went from one scene to two, which was awesome. But uh, the show I'm on right now, Kingdom, I was only supposed to do two episodes, but they said the character was kind of offbeat and off kilter and damaged. Yeah, and I just tried to own that. I put a rock in my shoe. You did so that uh, the first day I put like a pebble or stick or rock or something in my shoe. So that I, the character never felt comfortable even when he was sitting. That's great. And, uh, and I kept flicking my ear the way someone would in a classroom setting to annoy you, you know? Yeah. Uh, I kept flicking my ear so that uh, between takes I would do that. And then there was like an emotional residue where during the scene I felt like I was being bullied yeah. even right. though I wasn't. It was right. sort of like having somebody talk in your ear or something. And I did all the shit. And then after the f- first two episodes they kept writing for me. Yeah. And, I mean, that's uh, great, then. You know what I mean? Like I, like I, yeah, we never rally to do that shit. See, this like. is this is more. Per- this, this is, is, really this is good stuff. This is good yeah, stuff. like uh, like I think one of them I remember Matt Walsh was on and he told us a story about how he uh, he got the part in Veep by he uh, the night before the audition he slept in a, his suit <laughs> and then he wore that suit into the audition after having slept in it and that got Genius. him into the thing. Smart. Right? Did he did he tell them Genius. when he auditioned that he had done that? Or I, I don't know if he did or not, but yeah. he th- he, that's what he told us. But I, li- I like those kinds of stories, you know what I mean? Well, it's great. It's just, it's the idea of, you know, part of it, I think the cool part about it, you know, other than if you get the job, it's great. But it's kind of fun to try to amuse yourself by doing something that other people aren't even privy to. Right. It's sort of like the meow thing. Like I used to, I worked at a Mrs. Fields in a mall, like the cookie shop yeah. when I was 15. And uh, that was like right when uh, Super Troopers came out. It was when I was fifteen, but I loved the meow bit, and I did it to customers all the time. <laughs> yeah. I would just do it just to like see what. But I did it to amuse myself, right? And I think that whole thing of like making a choice in an audition. You hear guys like T.J. Miller and Charlie Day. They talk about their early audition days, and it's like 
they were fucking around a lot. Yeah. Like some of it is probably ill-advised stuff. Absolutely, yeah. But yeah, yeah. but they also were amusing themselves and taking chances, and that was probably memorable and led to some cool stuff. And those are the more memorable times, anyway, when you make those decisions and do yeah. those things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Otherwise, you know. Also, improv, man. I love improvisation. I don't ask permission in in ever. auditions just or do. or just at any time. Auditions, I'll gauge it. Yeah. Where if I look at the material, especially depending who it is, I had an audition for the newsroom a couple of years ago. Yeah. And I didn't even end up getting to go in because of, uh, I think they changed it to a female or something. But that's the kind of thing where, okay, Aaron Sorkin wrote this. I'm not going to change anything. You're going to fuck with his words. Yeah, but if it's like, if I'm going out for a pilot on Spike TV that like stars Jamie Kennedy, I'm going to do everything I can to, and I'm not making fun of Jamie Kennedy. I'm just setting up a a reasonable scenario. Uh, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go for it and try to amplify whatever materials there and amuse myself. And yeah, well, from our, from our standpoint, if somebody comes in, if it's funny, it's funny. Like that's what's memorable. Yeah. And look, we, you know, if you've done live comedy and we talk about this all the time, like, you know, that it, it, you, you thinking it's funny is only half of it. It's if the audience thinks it's funny is the real important half. And so if the lines that we've written, we don't ultimately know, honestly, at the end of the day, if they're going to be funny. If a person comes in and improvises some lines and they're funny, then it's like, okay, that, well, we know that's funny. Sure. Because we fucking thought it was The annoying thing right. is when you go in for an audition and you improvise something and then you don't get the part and then you see that joke in the actual movie. Yeah. Oh, that I, I had that. I didn't, yeah. haven't seen the movie yet, but I went in for one recently, improvised a joke. Everyone loved it. Oh yeah! Like they were like, God, that's a great joke. And then, uh, and then I didn't get the part. But so. but didn't you like on the on the way out the door? Didn't you hear somebody say like, write that line down? Yeah, yeah. They were. They, that's what one of the producers was saying to the directors. Like, we gotta write that line down. Yeah, I've had people <laughs> steal stuff oddly. Like uh, I used to send stuff to Saturday Night Live because I had that obsession of wanting to be on the show. Like sure, I sure. And uh, I I I was I was an idiot. I was nineteen. I used to call SNL. Oh, just, we, yeah, we call, all did that. You send packets call, of material to them and stuff? Yeah, they, I, but, I, but I got through, and we talked to, like, a bunch of people. Like, yeah. I called the Rockefeller Plaza, just the first <laughs> floor, and I'm, I go, the, you know, Rockefeller, blah, 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 and I go, hey, uh, Bill Hader on the 17th floor, please? And they patched me right up. It was his first year on SNL. Really? And did you talk right to up. him? I, I left a message, and he called me back, and I was gone. So he left his number, and a friend of mine from my comedy troupe at the time called him. They talked for 10 minutes, and he said, hey, I watched some of you guys' stuff. Here's some uh, notes, and here's what I think, and here's some advice. And, and wow, the Lonely Island guys, nice. we, we talked to Yorma and Akiva from Lonely Island for like 20 minutes yeah. one time. And they We've were had just, Akiva on the podcast. That's a good one. Oh, he's that great. One. Yeah, he's so good. That was he's a fun so, podcast. Uh, yeah. He's bright, too. Those guys, yeah. those guys don't get credit for being smart Yeah, because their stuff is so dumb. It's, it's very smart. But yeah. those, are, those are highbrow people doing lowbrow humor, just yeah. like yeah. you guys, just like everybody. Yeah. Um, what was I even saying with that? Oh, but that was the um, SNL. You're you're calling up SNL. Yeah, the the idea of just like you know, I love I love when you're young enough to just be dumb yeah, and try yeah. stuff. And sure, you know. we we would send packets into the uh, into the Letterman show and stuff like that. They send you a form letter back. It says, "Sorry, we cannot accept this material." Blah 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 blah. Yeah. But, you know, you just take a shot at it. You know what I mean? I oh, said, that's I, what it was. They stole a joke of ours. Oh right, we right. had a joke. Yeah, in a we had a Scrabble sketch where the guy. Is trying to win a game of Scrabble against uh, a, it's a it's an African American dude and a Caucasian dude. Yeah, Caucasian dude's losing to the African American dude, and his rent money is on the line. Like yeah. this game of Scrabble High would stakes. ever exist. Right, right. 
but the only word he can play is the N-word to win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you think he's going to do it, and then he ends up playing playing the word bigger or something, yeah. or trigger, yeah. and the guy still gets pissed and like says, this is some bullshit, throws it and stuff. But SNL <laughs> did a joke about playing the N-word in Scrabble like two months later on really? Weekend Update, and Seth Meyers had told us he watched our stuff, and I'm like, okay, that's weird. That's but that's happens. also that thing of like when you hear stuff. Yeah, it just it enters into your mind. and then Which has happened to me. I've stolen stuff accidentally, for sure. Yeah. It's also like, you know, I can imagine them being in a fucking bind, sitting there like, we need something here, we need something here, and the guy's looking at it like, oh, brother. I, I bet, you know, <laughs> that's like, the bad version, though. That is the bad version, yeah. but it's like, what, like, honestly... They're a day before going up, and it's like, what's he going to do? Say, like, hey, I got this joke from these guys. Let's pay him for the joke? I guess so. Yeah, that's what you're going to do. Do you guys know the Jay Moore story? No. Jay Moore stole an entire sketch and put it in, and it got on the show back in, like, 93. Who did he steal from? I don't know. Some some dude, like, on the East Coast, like some comedian from, like, Boston or something. Is this a famous story, or...? Is he it tells well it in known? his book. I've read his book. Jay Moore tells it. Time a bunch. Yeah, he tells it. Oh, okay. He owns up to it. Yeah. But it's like, he just he was just like, oh, this job's really hard. I have a lot of anxiety. This sketch is really funny. I'm just going to take this sketch. It's like, right. whoa. It's, I mean, it's an interesting thing. If you are charged with writing sketches, then I think it's, I mean, it's obviously it's, it's sketchy. Right. But uh, <laughs> wow. I, did, I didn't one. want to. I, Good it, one. It, 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 Good one. I wasn't trying. Good For one. the record, I wasn't trying to do that one. But uh, <clears throat> getting out punned here. I know. Think of something. You'll are have you, time. You'll are have you a time. pun master? You'll catch up. My dad's obsessed with puns. I love puns. But like my da- my dad runs it into the ground though, like where it's not fun for anyone. But oh, but I think that's the whole. Th- that's like, when it's funny though. To me, puns are meant yeah. to be are meant to be served up on a silver platter. Like here comes a pun. Like anybody right. who seriously does puns, I think is a dick. But people who are like, <laughs> you, you know, make a, you know, it's like like oh, I hate to say it, but it's. Sketchy, you know, like that. If you well, but here's the thing: is like we uh, uh, just shot Super Troopers too, and there's a lot of fucking puns in that movie. For some reason, we we our go to was puns in this movie. Well, because we find it we to gotta, be because we got to solve that in the editing room. It was a request from the studio. They go, "How are we going to maximize our uh, our potential <laughs> for profit?" <laughs> right, and yeah. they and they came to puns. Sure. And uh, and Brian Cox. and sequels. Yeah. Well, that's it. They, they tested the, they tested the film in front of teenagers who said more tits. So we did that. And then they tested in front of sketch comedians who said more puns. And so we so did that, do too. that. Yeah. You listen to your audience. <clears throat> um, let's talk about uh, what, so how, how, how we met. Yeah, that was right? fun. Right? We, uh, Thanks for doing that, by the way. We did. You uh, guest on our show. Yeah. Uh, I did a show. And you do, you do a show with Tom Bambera. Tom Bambera. It's really, called Tonight really It's really Live. Funny guy. That's where we met, right? Or had we yeah, met before you were, that? No, you were you were a, our first guest on our first show, yeah. our, our show at the West Side Comedy Theater. Yeah. And uh, I was geeked because we were like, oh, we didn't, this is a really big first guest. This is crazy. And then- uh, Talking about the kid right here. The kid. And this then guy, you, got, you guys had a great interview, and then I went up and did my Steve Avery interview. Oh, so funny. From- uh, how to, what is it called? Making yeah, a murder. Making a murder. Yeah. It's so great. Great sketch. Yeah. It was fun. So, yeah. uh, so what was the show? I, mem- I remember you going to do it. And <clears throat> it's a uh, guy, Tom Bambera, who you may have met him, but um, he, uh, it's kind of like a talk show. Like a, yeah. It's kind of a talk show and it's a variety kind of talk show, comedy talk show. They do it at the West Side uh, yeah. Comedy Club. And um, and so this guy, uh, Tom had transplanted from somewhere where he had just, he had just moved from somewhere and was just getting this, his show up in Chicago, I think. He's like a Virginian, but he did that yeah. show in Chicago yeah. for a while. And he did it for a long time he in Chicago. It was, it was, it was very beloved. And then he brought it out here. But who did you know to get invited? Cause I remember there was a, con- Tom Bambera. He met you guys at yeah. a show somewhere. At San Francisco and Sketchfest. Mm-hmm. Was that the connection? No, it wasn't Sketchfest. 
wasn't Sketchfest. I can't remember. I can't remember where. But um, no, I think it was at a, a previous show. It might have been at Westside. There was some he, other show that Westside that I met him. Did you he said he met you guys, and he said you guys were just incredibly nice. Oh, you, I, you know what it was? We did a show. The Sketchfest founder did a show at Westside Comedy that yeah. you and I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we met. Yeah, we may have met Tom there. Tom. Um, and then, uh, yes, we did a show, and then that's how I met Paul. Yeah. And uh, we just were hanging out. There's the whole the whole cast of the show. We hung out backstage and shot the shit during the show. That was fun. And, I like that backstage. And uh, yeah, it's my favorite green room. <clears throat> and then when we uh, when it came time to cast this particular part in Super Troopers, I thought of him. Yeah, you threw. Oh yeah. So really, who the person you have to thank is Kevin Heffernan. Yeah, come on, come on. PWH, come on. I, I, that's Kevin, a, there's going to come a day where <laughs> I pay dividends the well, likes of which That's the only reason I did it. Because well, you're, so you're so talented that it's going to be you paying me back. Listen, let's just, let's when just, I make the Chris Christie biopic in 10 years. I'm in. <laughs> or the Andy Reid biopic. Who would who would play Andy Reid? Which Reed. one of you guys? I don't I feel know. Like you, you could play like uh, you could play like Lee Atwater or something. Okay. okay. You could do a Lee Atwater biopic. All right. Okay. And you can do the... Uh, but Chris with, Christie biopic, which will they don't cross over though. They don't cross over though. I, I feel like that, that guy's going to take well, a nose dive. He'll be in the Trump. Soon. He'll be in the Trump biopic, and you'll play Chris Christie in that. Oh, okay, right. Do well, you, what, wait. Would, would you mind being a part of a SAG Award nominated cast for best ensemble? Uh, no, not at all. Absolutely I'll write not. It tomorrow. Absolutely not. I'd be happy to do it. The Chris Christie story. Um, but anyway, so anyway, so this part came up. We said, hey, this guy, I like this guy. Let's, yeah. let's try to get this guy to do it. And then we had him come in and do the audition. Basically, your your whole thing, you can credit the two of us yeah. with, with everything. You can just, you start sucking our dicks. Oh, the dick sucking. Let the dick sucking begin. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm chewing something different than I thought, huh? <laughs> hello. 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 All right. Okay. Wait. Okay. Go ahead. I, I want to move on. I had some things I want to talk about. I want, I want to move back to Flight of Fancy. When, when, when does my Flight of Fancy have room here? Can What's we, your Flight of Fancy? I want, to, I want to talk crackers with Paul Walter. Oh, let's do it. Let's talk crackers. Okay. Talk crackers. crackers. You like an oyster crackers? He likes crackers in a soup. Big fan of the oyster cracker, especially in a chowder or any cream base. Yeah. Tomato. I like a... Me too. I like a... a uh, Big an time. oyster cracker in a tomato soup. Stop it. Yeah, so I, do I. You know, you know what's great in a tomato soup? What? Cheez-Its. Cheez-Its, oh, okay. really? So that's great. Cause I haven't done that. Bro. Gold, goldfish you. crackers? A crouton. You get a cheddar-based cracker in a tomato soup, you're going to have a pretty good week. <laughs> sure. 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 <laughs> well, that's the whole thing, right? It's like a grilled cheese. It, it takes the role of the grilled cheese sandwich. <clears throat> Absolutely. Sure. Um, Cheez-Its. How do you eat your Cheez-Its? Um, eighteen at a time while guzzling root beer. <laughs> Let me ask you this: salty side on tongue. Well, do you? Oh, how do how do I eat my cheeses alone, Steve? That's how I eat my cheeses <laughs> naked. Yeah, in, in the an dark. airport terminal, wiping away tears in public. Well, because I had this conversation with somebody. It might have been Linda Carter, actually. Not to like, okay. sound like not a to name asshole. drop. Not to name drop, yeah. but uh, Linda and I talk about cheeses yeah. all. It the might time. have been Rob Lowe again. <laughs> uh, we were talking about uh, we were talking about uh, pickup techniques and uh, and cheeses. And cheeses, yeah. I like to take a cheese it and put it on my tongue. And let it sit there. This is when I'm like really spoiling myself. Yeah. And let it sit there for a little while. And then when it just starts to get a little soggy, then I crunch it on the roof of my mouth. Okay. And then d- let it dissolve that way. Okay. You ever okay. do that? You are a scientist. You ever do that? Life. I do that? I haven't done that. But it's funny because I, I do have a lot of – we all have like food rituals. Some we may not even be uh, conscious of. Yeah, but there's some there's some stuff like my spoon. I turn my spoon when I take a bite of like ice cream. So like, I don't just go in and out. I go in. 
I turn it like 180 degrees. That's a, f- and that's then a female I, thing. That's a female thing. Is that a female yeah. thing? Wait, yep. because you're dumping. Oh, maybe I will suck you guys' dicks. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds good. Wait, because you're dumping. The, about me. You're dumping the ice cream onto your tongue, basically. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm Tonka truck. You're a tongue dumper. <laughs> you're an ice cream dumper. Can we can we not put dumper as a nickname for me at all? Because it's we never going to sound good. Cheese it dumper. Oh, we're having oh dumpers coming on the. Oh podcast. yeah, dumpers going to be here. Yeah. PWH Dumper is yeah, coming in. Old Dumper Hauser. That would be a good name. P Dumps. We'll call him P Dumps. P Dump. P Dumps yeah, is actually a decent name if I turn to uh, being a security guard for a rapper. <laughs> P Dumps. Have you played? Have you ever played uh, doorman or bouncers? Um, no, but I have auditioned for a lot of. I always get auditions for commercials where it's like. You're a football player pulling out leftovers from a Maytag fridge. And it's like, it's never funny. I never get the part because I don't look, I look like I played football 40 years ago. Like no part of my physique says I play football. Sure. But they always bring me in. Also, I think my headshot is old because I used to be 320 pounds. Oh, wow. 320, 330. I'm down to like 265. So my old headshot probably makes me look like right a little more football. Like well, that's the agent's fault people. too. The agent like puts you in a fucking in a pigeonhole. Yeah, the agent said, "Hey, this is my football guy." But Gu- guys, are, are we going to talk about my vast career, my work in blood? I have, are, are I have we, a whole fucking list gonna, of shit here to talk about. Are we going to talk about Blood Diamond? You guys want to talk are, about crackers. Talk Wait, about... were you in Blood Diamond? Of course I wasn't. Oh. <laughs> I have a whole list of things here, and you guys talk about crackers. Are, are we going to talk about my work in... In X Men: The Last Stand, yeah, the one no one liked. Which, which <laughs> were you in that? Which mutant were you? Yeah, was, he was uh, uh, Apocalypse. Oh man, you look yeah. good in that movie. Yeah. yeah, I was, I was the, I was the mutant who uh, ate a lot of Cheez-Its and sucked dick. <laughs> sure, P Dumps. Oh yeah, P. Yeah. Wait, what was what was Kevin Durant's part? Uh, in what? I love Kevin Durant. In, uh, the dude's awesome. In in the X Men, in Wolverine. Oh, he was Blob. Yeah, Blob is his name. Blob. Kevin right? Durant scares yeah. the shit out of me. I love oh yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's we great. Were, uh, we talked to him for Super Troopers too, but he was busy. He had a kid, and then he was doing the strain. Yeah, that'll so, happen. I hate but, uh, when I'm about to have a kid and I have to do FXs. The I strain. Know. Really. I know it's a bummer. It, it's really, it's a bummer. Let's talk about your thing though. Let's talk about Kingdom. Okay? It's a good show. It's a good show. I've watched a couple episodes of it. It's got really like a. It's got like a Sons of Anarchy type feel to me. Like it's got a very kind of gritty. Yeah, it's got the gritty family. It's got drama. a gritty thing, and but and it's got a and the speaking of grilled cheese, you got Frank Grillo. I know in there. Okay, okay, but it's uh it's on the Audience Network, that's which like, is like you're, you're that's stretching. like a slant rhyme. That's you're a slant stretching, rhyme right Armstrong. There. You're yeah. stretching. Yeah, the uh it's it's uh, Audience Network, which is like the Directv. Yeah, that's original their, programming. That's their OG programming. Yeah. And they got us. They got um, I think they got a show Rogue. With I think Tandy right? Newton. Yeah, yeah, Rogue with Tandy Newton. Yeah, he's terrific. Um, yeah. Tandy. 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 It's a um. It's a soft H. Yeah, spelled yeah. It's tandy, not sandy. It's tandy. tandy. It's that a British thing. It's a that British bothers thing. me. That bothers me. Um, and so it's about a family that owns like an MMA gym, or that's that's an MMA kind of world. Yeah. Uh, ima- imagine, imagine Chuck Liddell retires, opens up his own gym, okay. and has got uh, two sons who are MMA fighters. One is totally off the rails, played by uh, the b- genuinely brilliant Jonathan. Love Tucker. that guy. Uh, he's good and he's, everything. He's crazy and everything. Yeah. yeah, and he's he's committed. He's like Ben Foster. He's one of these guys who shows up and just puts a right. knife through everything. And then uh, the other guy is uh, played by Nick Jonas, whose right. character is kind of like the wayward son who's got a really good heart but isn't really necessarily And he's got a secret. Movie. And he's got a secret. He's got a dirty little secret mm-hmm. is when he's gone. Pilot episode, people, check it out. And you're, uh, yeah. you play the buddy of like Matt Loria's character. Yeah. Right? You're, I'm, I'm, 
I'm you meet me in season one in a halfway house with Matt Loria, who just got out of jail after having a physical altercation with his father. He he got in a fight with his dad while he was high on drugs and ended up paralyzing him. So he goes to prison for a couple of years. Yeah, suicidal. He gets out. And who plays his father? Oh, my boy, MC Ganey. MC Ganey. Dude, He's I our love boy. MC Ganey. He's been in what? Oh, I know. Three, four movies of ours? We yeah. talked about you guys. Oh, you did? He, uh, he okay. and I hit it off because I'm basically, I might be him in 60 years or right. something. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of commonality of like the character actor uh, camaraderie, but, but he ended up acting in a short film I produced. Okay. We asked him to do this short film and we paid him nothing. Yeah. yeah. He's he a good dude. He showed up great and guy. killed it and was like, Super cool and made our director feel like a million bucks. And he ordered pizza for the casting crew at the end of the day. He's like, a great guy. He's so fucking so cool. I've called him to be on this podcast, but he doesn't know what podcasts are. You know, we got to get him. He doesn't know podcast. what they are. He's like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll come do your thing. Whatever it is. Sure, man. Just let me know. And then he doesn't call you back for like months. You know what's great about working with MC Ganey, though? Is yeah. that uh, once you've worked with him and you know him, and then you go back and watch some of those young MC Ganey movies, like the Con Airs. Yeah, 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 and you yeah. see him when he was like up and coming. Yeah. And you're like, it's. I'm like, fuck yeah. I love watching young badass MC Ganey sure. because I know MC Ganey. Right. right. But I saw him on his show and he's, you know, it's just it's or, great to see him. Or sideways when you see MC Ganey running his down dick. the street with his, his penis. His yeah. yeah. Yeah, his wiener. You share that in common. We did. We, we, I, well, I remember uh, we were at a friend's wedding and, and we were at the wedding with MC. Yeah. And he had to go shoot that scene the next week. Oh, wow. And so he wasn't eating at the wedding. We were all fucking eating, having yeah. a great time, and he wouldn't. He just he, he's trying to sculpt himself. He was trying to sculpt his dick. <laughs> he was trying to sculpt his dick. Makes sense. That's such a fat right. guy problem. Right. No, I guy no, no I I spent the last fucking four months sculpting myself. I I, Dude, I, I just joined the Dick Club. The Dick Club. What's what is the that? Dick Club? The Naked Dick. The Naked. Oh, dick club okay. okay. In, uh, Super yeah, Chips welcome too. to the family, pal. I go. Oh dong. wow. I go dong. Wow, dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so wait. So Frank Grillo is kind of the lead of that show. He's a. He seems like a cool dude. Grills I love him lead. as an actor. He's a very good actor. Yeah. He's, a, he's an intense personality. Yeah. But um. But he's got a good. He's got a good heart. His family. Uh. His family's incredibly sweet. Yeah. His wife is super talented, and his his son is super cool. And so, where are you in that? You've done two seasons. We've done uh two seasons. One was a ten episode. One was a twenty episode. Twenty episode. Like I'm how long like, did that take? It took a while. It took yeah. five months. Uh, wow. But uh. But I'm in. I'm in twenty out of thirty episodes. So it's not a series regular, but it's like heavy recurring, Still and it's just great, I get to come in and scare people or make them laugh. Well, it's yeah. kind of cool because like uh, your character. I mean, knowing you, uh, your and your background and stuff, it's not necessarily a comedy character, right? Oh. And it's oh. it's kind of a. The guy's almost like childlike in a way. Would would you say that or no? No, totally. He's you know? um, the best. There's dramatic moments. I mean, there's yeah. yeah. No, it's really intense. There's uh, the backstory is that his dad uh, killed his mom and then committed suicide. So he's been in and out of foster care and prison. Funny and it's all funny. this stuff. <laughs> it's a real hoot. Yeah, a real laugh a lot riot. Of improv. Uh, a lot of improv going on. Uh, but but like. I, I infused a lot of comedy on purpose. It's on the page too. There's you know yeah. those funny moments and, but I definitely, you know, st- when I growing up, some of the coolest things that I saw on screen are the things that made me go, oh, how did they do that? Mm-hmm. Uh, would be like John Malkovich in Of Mice and Men. Like I love that childlike sort of um, yeah. Some someone being in a protected zone of existence. Um, and you see that all the time, just with people you pass in the street, where it's like, okay, one of us is not like the other. Um, yeah. And this character's so uh, in that space, which is fun. Which got to be fun to do because he's he's a, he's a little off. Oh yeah. Right. 
it's a uh, it's a lot of fun to play. And then some of those scenes are really hard. There's days that suck where people are like trying to show me tweets and tell me dirty jokes, and sure. I'm like. Hey, uh, in, in about two minutes, I got to break down and cry after cry. trying to stab somebody. I, I can't do this right now. Yeah. Do you prefer the the dramatic stuff to comedy, or do you? Which do you like better? Um, if I if I had to like choose one over the other, I, I think I would choose drama only because I like the challenge of that. Not that comedy isn't a challenge, but I think all three of us probably grew up pretty funny dudes and made it our. So you like to do it because it's outside of your comfort zone? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I, I like yeah. I like fighting to you know try to find something. Whereas yeah. like sometimes the joke is the joke is the joke. Mm-hmm. Right. But with drama, there's almost. Uh, I'll put it this way: there can be five ways to do the same dramatic scene. Yeah, there might be only one way to get the laugh in a comedy scene. Right, right. I you know what I'm, I'm you trying to think of it. I don't think I've ever done drama. I don't think I've ever done drama. You'd be better at it now you because have. you've had kids and have. Yeah. a wife. When, when you go through when you go through real life shit, that's when you become a better, better actor. Sure, yeah. because you can, you know, you can actually pull from stuff. It, we, don't get me wrong; I'm sure I'd be very good. I'm at it. I'm sure you would too. You've but, done good faux drama. I, it's well, it's all arch drama. What we do is arch drama. It's mock drama. It's you know. I was in a group uh, with my buddies Peter Hins and Kyle Bender back in the day, mm-hmm. and uh, we were called stepdads. Yeah. And we called ourselves a sketch dramedy troupe. S S K I T C H sketch and skit together yeah, and dramedy and then troupe was double O P. Okay, uh, <laughs> because we would do these stupid pieces that like had dramatic moments, but were still but, but they were like, mock re- real drama or mark or, or arch. Uh, yeah, mock drama. Like I love guys like David Wayne and Tim Heidecker. Like they yeah. they've mastered the art of faux sincerity, which is the best thing in the world. Yeah, it's great. But then. You want to be able to see those guys do. I mean, that's it's still hard. It's still different. Oh, even yeah. the faux sincerity from doing real drama is just a fucking night and day. I feel real like. drama is sort of like if you can not be insecure, you can probably nail it because we all know what that stuff feels like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just but gotta it's, be able to do it. No, no, for sure. Although I, I always, you know, I mean, watching uh, Kristen Wiig in uh, you know the Mars movie. What was the Mars movie? Uh, the Martian. The Martian. Martiana. Yeah. It rubbed me the wrong way. Not- it was weird because you kept you watched her and you kept expecting her to do something funny. That cast was so inflated and bloated, though. Yeah, I feel like they would have given Tony Hopkins four lines or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like uh, that was the thing is like, I, I they didn't give her anything dramatic to do. Yeah, right. They just had her sitting there. She was kind of expositiony, but yes, but like then you would see her standing behind someone like on the on the podium, and you expected a, a laugh out of it because well, and... it looks like her resting face is kind of smirky, <laughs> right. yeah. which is the problem. Uh, but you've done like Farva in the first Super Troopers. You had a dramatic moment where you're like, "It's what?" I guess that's super that's arch. arch. No, you know what made that character brilliant though, oh, and boy. I think, oh, I think baby. Oh, yeah, baby, go. here we go. Don't put on the chapstick for the old suck. Um, no, but here's the... Oh, you actually have chapstick. Yeah, That's terrifying. Weird, um, no, no, no. Wrong. I really mean this, though. There's there's different kinds of comedic acting. I think Steve Carell, people think he's brilliant, but and he is, but the reason he's brilliant is that he plays comedy the same way he would play drama. There's a yeah. lot of like, I'm not going to wink at everybody. I'm just going to play this straight. Yeah. And I think there was a little bit of that with Randy Quaid in the vacation movies because we believed that Cousin Eddie was Cousin Eddie. Right. And with Farva, you, you, I felt like that guy was so comfortable in his skin. And I'm like, this guy should be very aware of many flaws. Problems that he has. But yeah. he was very much like, 
yeah, who gives a shit? Yeah. I'm just going to fuck around. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. I love that. I thought that was so great. <laughs> that's his fatal flaw, that he doesn't see his flaws. Of course. That's Farva's fatal yeah, flaw. But, but Farva evolved. But it's Farva like a dramatic evolved in approach. Scene. Well, I think it's true, but I think I think in the second one, what we're trying to do is not go too far away from that, though, because he got he gets a little crazy in the second one. He's a little crazy. <laughs> I was watching you in the the day we shot the scene um, in the bar with with Brian Cox, the kind of full cast thing. I was watching you off camera, and I was like, he's kind of, he's, he's playing a very like grounded. Yeah. And in my head, I'm like, shouldn't Farva be like? really crazy all the time it's like no that those are just the trailer moments in general yeah. when you watch farva he is just kind of like what's up on did least that song like, yeah. it's just it's kind of like it's not crazy it's just like no, he's the dude farva. he's the dude in your office he's that guy yeah he's that dick the doofus yeah well there are other characters also but i think i think some of the guy, other guys in the movie like the mounties and stuff get to be bigger you know what i mean mm-hmm. i mean not that farva's not big you know but the you, can't go, you can't go off uh, no. spin off the fucking no but i Reality. By the way, isn't that fascinating that there's variation in groups? Like you go back and you watch the Marx, Marx Brothers, and yeah. it's like Zeppo Marx isn't funny, right? But like he fills some sort of void of like I'm the handsome man who's going to do a song and a dance, right? And then you have you know Harpo lighting somebody's uh, you know coattails on fire. Or something. Well, that's why. Like I, I mean, we have tried to rotate around because it's much more fun to play the characters. Of course, yeah. You know, like I had the best time playing Juan Castillo and Finkelstein because right. it's just you know, you can go a little two dimensional if you want to and just sure. fucking dick around. But like Mac and Thorny and Super Jews are a little more grounded. A little more grounded. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're a regular dude. Yeah. yeah. As opposed to you know, a cartoonish <laughs> uh, individual. Right. Oh, thank you. Yeah, but you're no, you're excellent though, Kevin. Thanks, man. You're ex- You're the best uh, in Kingdom. Um, you're the best landfill. No, Thanks, no, I, I, to- I, I mentioned this on last week's podcast, but like you know, Jay came out. To- Kevin and I have a scene together, a, a very big scene together, right? Where you know our, our, our lips lock, right? Uh, but it, but the yeah, first I'm part. Sure of you two wrote that scene. <laughs> Let me wrote it. Yeah. Hey guys, I got an idea for. Uh, <laughs> I think where I get to make think, out with Kevin. Think we should kiss? Maybe I don't know. What I think be, like, I think the audience would like it. What if cool. like Farva and Mac like turn out to like love each other? Yeah, that'd be kind of weird. That'd be cool. But, but, kind of, but nobody would say coming. Cool. Nobody would say coming. Yeah, that's a sweet twist. I just think it helps the story. Yeah, idea. No, but like. But there, it's the, the scene starts in a car, and it's just Queen fucking just firing fucking bullshit. It's right. Queen being Kevin. It's right. Farva just saying bullshit, one after the other, bam, bam, bam. And me being like <laughs> rolling my fucking eyes like, I can't believe I'm stuck with this guy. And Jay did come up to me and basically apologize. Right. I mean, you know, not apologize, but he, he was like, dude, good job. It's not uh, easy just being in there yeah. uh, while that joke machine just fires off one-liners, <laughs> you know, but you did a good job. I was like, thanks, bro. They say that about Fred Willard on the Chris Guest movies. Whenever he makes those mockumentaries, uh, yeah. Fred Willard, when you let him go, he will go, and everybody loves it, and he kills it, and he does the Fred Willard thing, but it's also like everybody else is getting dwarfed in the process. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. I love that, though. I mean, we had, we had that with... Uh, it's always nice to see which of those characters are going to show up and be like that. I find your character to be like that, you yeah. know, where it's like you're going to steal the scene. Yeah. You know, like there's – but that's nice because it's like the scene – the first scene that you're in is a dramatic scene. Yeah, it's, and right. so it's a like, little bit more of an exposition-y scene. Yeah. I walk through and kind of remind people that it's a broken this lizard. This is a comedy, <laughs> right. This yeah. is a comedy. Yeah. But that's that what, character used to not be there. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's true. There. It used to be just a dramatic scene. Yeah. And then you threw, the, and then you threw that cool. character. And then, then we brought good. the money in. Yeah. Here comes uh, the money. A lot of uh, in Kingdom, I noticed a lot of fucking abs in that thing. Everyone's got great abs. 
Yeah, don't get me started. Yeah, I mean, what? <laughs> did they, I'm starting it, to second guess all the things I was taught in <laughs> church growing up. Really? Is there any pressure on you? Uh, yeah, get great uh, against my pants with my boner. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, to the folks listening at home, I'm Eight sorry. Pack. When us guys get together, there's yeah. a lot of locker room talk. A lot of locker room talk. A lot of locker room talk. Yeah, about boners and shit like uh, that. P-dumps, we have a big female contingent in the uh, Chew Crew, so just be aware of that. <laughs> I heard That's you guys, why he's here. It's, That's right. You guys, you guys kind of bring in the whole, uh, like, the, the, the feminist movement, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Like we, the people that read the books that get made into Carrie Mulligan films. Those are the people. <laughs> those are the people that Carrie listen Mulligan. to this podcast. Holy, that's the first time we've ever mentioned Carrie Mulligan. I think it podcast. is. It and, won't be not the last. last. We should get we should have her on. No, that's, make a that's what people say about our c- podcast. Carrie, they, they say Heffernan is racist, but at least you guys are feminists. <laughs> Carrie Mulligan's a huge Puddle Cruiser fan, by the way. <laughs> she is. Lies. <laughs> Lies. <laughs> Wait, really? She is. She I, is. Bu- I bought a character. copy of Puddle Cruiser at a Blockbuster in high school. Really? Yeah. yeah. And I think I might have had to sell it when I sold all my DVDs <laughs> because I had no money. How much did you get a lot? A buck. How did you get a lot? A buck? Uh, I got. I, I probably got like two or three bucks. I probably put a. I probably put. <laughs> I probably put a three dollar sticker on there because I'm like, this shit's rare. Yeah. Right. I'm right. putting this next to Judgment That's Night of- with Dennis Leary. <laughs> You're not gonna find this anywhere else. You better take Judgment Night when you can get Judgment Night, dude. I like Judgment Night. That's a good movie. I, I just like watching all those famous people when they were younger. It's just it's Cuba, Stephen Dorff, Emilio Estevez. Jeremy Piven. God, that's so weird. Dennis Leary. It's like holy shit. Is that the one with the bachelor part? No, they're like on the run. It's got like no R- script. Are they it's in an RV? Bo- they're in an RV. That's though, a right? Chicago Peter Berg movie that where they go to a bachelor party. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. They're, yeah. they're headed to a bachelor party. They're okay. in like an RV. It's not Peter Berg. They though. get stuck in the in the ghetto in Chicago, and right. Dennis Leary like stalks them. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. There's a scene where they're like crawling across like a ladder. There's like a ladder scene. That's yeah. a whole other okay. thing. Uh, we could do a whole show on, on judgment. judgment. No, but it's, I was wondering about the puddle because the thing is like, uh, you know, like when the HMV record store went out of business. Yeah. Uh, my dad went and found uh, in the soundtrack section that the only soundtrack, like the place looked like it had been looted. And, uh, but then there in one section intact were the nine Club Dread soundtrack uh, CDs. <laughs> that was the only part that the looters didn't get. Oh, that's too bad. Anyway, too bad. I hope you still have your puddle. Uh, you, but you had to sell what? You, you, you were a starving actor. You needed to sell your thing. It was the summer of 2009. I had just dropped out of college because I was, I was writing a movie for Keegan-Michael Key, who we have the same manager, and he, Mad TV got canceled. So my okay. manager's like, I rep like four dudes from Mad TV. You want to write something? And where were you? How did you get, where were you? Were you? I was living in Chicago. I was at Concordia yeah. University in River Forest, Oak Park area. Okay. Were you doing uh, stuff like uh, Second City stuff? Were you doing any of that kind of stuff? I was stuff? doing stand-up. I did stand-up for like 11 years. You did? Um, yeah. I did it for a while. Why'd you stop? Um, I don't think I'm great at it. I think I'm good at it, but I was like, eh, I don't know if I want to invest this much time and energy into something I'm just okay. For 11 years, though, that's a lot. Did you travel, or did you stay in Chicago area? I mean, there were years where I barely did it, so saying 11 is kind of stretching. Reasonably, I probably did it five full years. Um, Mm -hmm. But I started when I was 16 doing it at like local coffee shops and high schools and stuff in my hometown and bars. And then uh, when I moved to Chicago, I did it. And what were you, what were you like a, did you do characters? Did you do, what was your angle? Did you tell stories? What did you do? I started out trying to do like uh, topical stuff and I was really just trying to like fight to be like everybody else where I'm like, here's my take on this topic everyone's talking about. And it didn't work. It was, it was me 
uh, shoehorning. So when I when I got good was when I started doing characters. So like I mm-hmm. I did a character uh, who's like a, a Latino dude who's rolling a joint and talking about the sweet life of Zach and Cody, the Disney show. <laughs> and the twins. So far, and like that was that. just that was just a character I, like I did, it. but people loved it. Where sure. like I would just be like. Hey man, you ever seen the show The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, man? <laughs> uh, you know that them twins are like the kid from Big Daddy, the Adam Sandler film? Isn't that crazy? They're like, apparently, but like apparently, there's like these rules where like you can't have a kid on a movie set for too long. <laughs> and so anytime there's a kid in a movie, it's a pair of twins and they switch them out and pull the wool over our eyes, man. For real. <laughs> and like I did that character and right. people love that. And I was like, well, this is something weird that I would do when I'm high with my friends. Sure. This isn't something I thought about doing on stage and then come to find out the stuff people like was the weird stuff that I would do to amuse me yeah. in the mirror yeah. to a friend. So well, it's genuine because it's genuine. Yeah. So I did yeah. a lot of character-based stuff for a while and then I... My real love is acting and screenwriting, so I kind of stepped away from stand-up to but focus I, I, on Did that. it get you any notoriety in any way to be able to get an agent and all that kind of business? It, it got me a, a part in this really cool movie called Almond Benefits 2. Oh, yeah. Oh, snap. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure that, uh, that will be my, my greatest uh, achievement from stand-up. No, I, I got my manager in a weird way. I've been with this guy, Joel Zadek at Prince Pato Young for like 10 years this January. Yeah, so funny. And I got him while I was in Michigan when I was 19. I heard that a company in L.A. called Prince Pato Young was looking at internet comedians, which was a new thing at the time, like internet sure, comedy. Sure, So I just sent uh, uh, like copy and pasted query letter to all the managers who had MySpace pages at that time from <laughs> Prince Pato. And he was the one person from Prince Pato that messaged me back. He read my script, he watched my reel, and he started repping me while I lived in Michigan without oh, that's meeting awesome. That's great. So That's funny. You like, you like him? Is he a good manager for you? Yeah. He, um, you know what? It's, he's, he's not perfect, nor am I. I don't book everything. I don't you know, show up with everything. But, uh, but he cares a lot. Yeah. That's which, great. To me, I don't need someone who's perfect at their job. I do need someone who gives a shit and will send... We'll, you know, we'll send an email to pat your back when you need it and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Prince Potter Young also is no joke. Yeah, that's, 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 that's big time. Deal. That's big time right yeah, there, you're bro. You're fucking big time, you're dude. big time, dude. Prince Potter Young's fucking big time. Yeah. I'm going to tell you a story one time. I went in for, uh, I was going to do uh, an audition for a Meryl Streep film. Okay. Called uh, Hope Springs with her and Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> okay. And they were saying, we don't know if we're going to see you for the role. We're not sure. You're not really on our list. And then I said... I don't know if you know, but I'm with Prince Bardo Young. And they said, come on in. And they said, sir, the door's unlocked. <laughs> the door's open, and we got air conditioning. You get your sweet buns in here. And, and, and I didn't get the film. Didn't get I, didn't, I didn't even audition for that. I just wanted you guys Liar. to think. But you probably, capable. there's probably some good auditions. You've done some, I mean, come on. Have you had some funny auditions? I had some crazy auditions. Like, you probably, you're a guy who probably goes for it, right? You probably go for it hard, right? You guy who goes dressed up as the as the character, right? Sleeps in the clothes. Not ridiculously the night so. I'm not the dude who like shows up to play the pizza delivery guy, and I like borrow a friend's pizza delivery bag. Right. I'm like, look, I'm warming the pizza. But he'll put a rock Bullshit. in his shoe. He'll put a rock in his shoe. He'll be uncomfortable rock, pizza delivery will. guy. I um, what did I do? Oh, you know what I did recently? I auditioned for uh, an Amazon. Oh. Dude, this is good because you guys know this guy. Uh, I auditioned for an Amazon pilot yeah. that Terry Swigoff's doing, and it's pretty good. It's not brilliant, but it's good. Um, is, it, is this the story that... Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. But I, I went into the audition, and, and the character, I didn't really have a grasp for mm-hmm. the character. I was studying, and I'm like, okay. 
I don't, it's not that I dislike the guy. I don't know enough about him to like make choices. If I made choices, it would almost be by trying to fill space, you know? Yeah. So I was like, I know he doesn't give a shit about authority and he's kind of a Belushi like slob type character. Hold on a second. You're going to tell the story and I'm going to tell you a story on top of the story. Okay. That you might not know. Okay. Okay, go. So I, I go, I go into the audition. I, I have, you know, I'm off book. I'm, I'm confident with what I'm doing. But I needed something to put me in the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes I do that. Like on Kingdom, I had a drunk scene and the crew was kind of bugging out and being unprofessional with like, uh, I was swilling vodka, not drinking it, but like switching my mouth and spitting it out. Yeah. And like tons of actors do that mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they like thought, I think they thought I was drunk. Yeah. Uh-huh. And they thought it like looked irresponsible or something. But I'm like, Who's like the grip or something? Who, who, who? I don't know. Like I think the director or somebody was like thought it was okay. thought I he was like being far. unprofessional, but I'm like okay. I'm not going to tell you how to do your job, dude. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, so I showed up to this Terry's wig off yeah. Amazon pilot thing. Yeah. And I chain smoked a cigar and drank Moscow mules in a coffee cup like this on okay. the way to the audition. Right. So when I walk in, I just I kind of smell like cigar. I, I'm a little like vi- vibing the alcohol a little bit, yeah. And I don't give a shit about anything, yeah. right? I walked in, and I didn't even know the casting director was in the room. I thought it was just like an assistant, a woman taping, yeah. But this is like the casting director that Tarantino uses and stuff, <laughs> right? So right. Dude, she's like, she's like a big deal, mm-hmm. and I, I thought I, I thought I did a good job. Like I was very like confident in doing it, and then they didn't really have any notes for me, and they're just like, yeah, that was good, right? Thank you. But I walked out, and then like three weeks later, I find out Will Sasso got the part, and I was like, Sasso. Fucking right. Sasso. You son of a gun. Okay, now I'll tell you my story on top of your story, which I shouldn't tell you this story because we should have the guy on tell a story. Yeah. But uh, Sasso was in the movie with yeah. us, right? He's hilarious. And so um, played a Mountie, and uh, Tyler Labine also was a Mountie, right? And so Tyler Labine was up for that part as well. And he, uh, I think he felt good about it, like maybe that he was very, he thought maybe it was his, he didn't know. And uh, he had he had left his hair a certain way and a beard uh, yeah. a certain way because so, he thought maybe he would have that part. And then uh, one morning we're shooting and he gets a call from his agent and he said, sorry, he didn't get the part. And he couldn't believe it. he was upset about it. And he went, he went and it came into the set and, and uh, was talking to Sasso and said, God damn it, I didn't get that part. I and Sasso's like, wait a minute, what part are you talking about? And he goes, oh, it's for this Terry Zweigoff thing. He's like, uh, so I was like, oh, I got that, I got that part, I got that part. That and so that's how he found out who got the part from the guy who got the part. It was a little awkward, for super like, awkward. Uh, an hour or so. Yeah, I mean, Ty- Tyler's got a. If he's smart with his money, he should he should be okay with Deadbeat because I mean that went like thirty episodes, didn't it? Yeah, that was well, a big deal. Yeah, no, I mean he's, starring in a show for thirty episodes—that's sure. great. He's a super talented dude, so he'll be. He, he, he works good. a lot. Yeah. He's like he's like Kyle Bornheimer or something. Yeah, like, there are some of these guys who just work all the time. Yeah. I don't know if they're doing work they love, but they work a lot. Super Troopers too, bro. Dude, Super Come Troopers on, right? too. Come that's on, like right? I think. I think you guys will give me the most street cred of anything I've done. I did Key and Peel, and it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, and those are two things that people. But why do you think Kingdom? Like, you don't think Kingdom gives you that? I mean, Kingdom is a Kingdom does because it's well a great show. show yeah. But it feels it, like it's it, picking up steam too. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. It's weird when the visibility is not uh, as big as a Showtime or an NBC or a, 
or USA or something. Well, you just can't tell these days because, like, you know, who who who's going to say that about AMC? You know, right. when AMC started showing Mad Men. Who's going to say that about the, you know? Whoever. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like each network, each new startup network has one show that finally propels them into the main. That is true. Yeah. That is true. And for USA, it was so. I just as a viewer, it sounds silly, but like I follow the industry the way people follow sports. Like mm-hmm. I love film and TV. Yeah, and sure. Yeah. So like. When USA Network hit with Mr. Robot and I watched that pilot, I was like, oh, you guys got it. You finally got it. Yeah. You're done just doing the schmaltzy white people thing where it's like, this guy's got a yacht and a woman. Life is (laughs) topsy-turvy. And it's like, no, it's not, you prick. Your life rules. There's no show here. It's so funny. It's like, like... USA has done such a slow burn. I mean, they were originally like silk stockings. Uh, Slow burn notice. And burn notice. Yeah. Hello. And then it was like what they had like suits, and then you know uh, like uh, what's it uh, uh, Foyer scene show Royal Pains? Uh, yeah, is that USA? That's USA. That's USA. Right. USA Royal yeah. Pains. Okay. And yeah, I love like, that you can yeah. pronounce Feuerstein correctly. I yeah. went to high school. I'm not with sure him. Mark can pronounce his name correctly. <laughs> Do you know Mark? <laughs> I don't, but I remember seeing that name and just being like. That's got to be annoying. Yeah. F U E U E U. We could do a whole show on Feuerstein. Oh, we got to have him on. We do have to have him on. I want to ask him what it was like being in a WWE film. I'm a huge wrestling fan. I want to talk about that too. Which was he? Which was that? He was in Knucklehead with Paul, the Big Show, White, and Melora Hardin. Okay. I believe. Okay. Melora Hardin. Is that her name? No, I'm thinking of somebody else. It was the blonde woman who played uh, a character on The Office. She's really pretty, really funny. She's on Transparent with Tambor right now. Okay, oh, okay, mm-hmm. I can't remember. What's the uh, WWE sh- show that you, don't you do? Some, don't you do some of their network? I did some writing for their show, the Edge, Edge and Christian. Christian show. That totally reeks of awesome. Right. Uh, and I'm not sure it did reek of awesome, but well, we had what, what did you do? Did you you wrote sketches or something for them? Or uh... I so I have a I share an agent with this guy uh, Adam. Um, Wow, I'm Blankert Copeland, uh, yeah. who plays Who's the Edge. character Edge yeah. in mm-hmm. pro wrestling. Yeah. And I just saw that on IMDb Pro, and I'm like... And you're a fan. I'm a fan, yeah, yeah. big fan. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, he's retired from wrestling, now he's acting. I write screenplays like a maniac, and I've written for people that I really love, even though the project, projects haven't been made. But like, I've written alongside, like, did some writing for Lake Bell and Keegan-Michael Key and people that I love. Yeah. And, and so, like, I know I have some chops, so I was like, I'm, I'm going to go to this guy and just offer to write him a movie and see if he can pitch it around or give it to WWE and tell them to make it. Right. So I wrote him this movie called Rockstars. Yeah. And uh, he liked it and dug it and met up with me, but it didn't go at WWE. But then when they gave him his own show, he's like, hey, do you want to write for this show? Uh, and I was do I want to write comedy bits for wrestlers I grew up watching? <laughs> that sounds like a job I made up for myself. Yeah. Like it, was, it was some of the most fun I've ever had. And how, how involved were you? Was it, the, did it was you do multiple long, episodes? Or was, did you? I worked on like four or five episodes. Yeah. And, uh, and it was long distance where they're like, they're shooting this stuff in front of green screens and stuff, adult swim style on the cheap out in Connecticut. Yeah. So even when I would have a bit that I'd be like, this bit will kill. Mm-hmm. If you're not there to produce the bit, a lot gets lost in translation. And so you didn't go out there. And no, no. And that would have been fun. No, come I even on. offered it. I was like, I tried offering where I was like, if you guys just pay for my plane ticket, I'll put myself up. Right. And uh, and just in work Stanford. out of the office for two weeks in Stanford. Right. Yeah. Just because right. I, 
I would love to work for that company. I, and by the way, there are things that like I never thought I'd be on SNL. I just wanted to be. Yeah. I always knew I would somehow work for the WWE in some capacity. Right. So when I got that paycheck in February of this year and saw the WWE logo on it, I was like, "That's this great. Is, this shit's crazy." Kevin uh, worked with WWE. I well, I sold a script to them. Uh, what? Yeah. Well, they, well. It was at this time, I mean, you know, they've gone through different machinations of what they are. This yeah. WWE films. Sure. And there was a point in time where they were doing, you know, what you'd think they would do, which would be like action films. Yeah, Stone Cold Steve Austin is yeah. fighting someone in a prison. Right. Yeah. Then, they, yeah. then they made a shift, and they decided they were going to do family films. And yeah. so it's like Triple H is a dad changing diapers, you know, yeah. that kind of shit, right? And so I uh, sold a screenplay to them at that point in time, and it was a family film. Nice. And then probably like six months later, they said, we're going to do genre films again. They're going to go back to the mm-hmm. other thing again. I don't know what their kind of mandate is now, but it was at the time. Right in that window, I sold them a family script. I'll tell you what, Kev. Uh, I'm actually up for a WWE gig right now. Are you no, really? You are not. To write or to do what? To write. Okay. And is it a film? Uh, it's, it's one of their shows. It's a TV right? series. Yeah. Oh, TV okay. Series. On WD Network? Because uh, no, I'm a subscriber. No. No, 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 no. No, they want to be legit. Oh, okay. They're going legit. Nice. Whoa. Okay. This is a legit. It has nothing to do with wrestling. Cool. Okay. So the, I mean, I'm sure, but then, like, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin will be in the part of, yeah. you know, the, uh, the troubled orphan. Well, that's the thing, though, with the rock like, in his shoe. Hey, kid, you need somebody to whoop some ass? And then he just starts beating <laughs> right. people up. But that was the thing, though, that the mistake that they made was that when I sold them the script that I sold them, they were trying to get away from it. And so they were making movies and not putting wrestlers in the movies. And then you're like, that doesn't quite make sense because they've, they have so many charismatic uh, guys who yeah. are eye candy, who are, who can act and who look good on screen. Read between the lines. You know what I'm saying? Going. That they should capitalize on that. You know, it's like, like a guy like Roman Reigns should be an action star, an action fucking movie star. Eye candy, huh? Don't you think? Yeah, he could be in a Fast and Furious type movie sure. or something. Well, our greatest, uh, our greatest uh, current. Action hero, sure. The Rock comes from that world. Right. Yeah, yeah, I think. I think too. They have to. They have to stop trying to be like everybody else. Their problem is that they that company always thinks like, like Vince McMahon is probably like, yeah. Well, uh, over the weekend, I got an email and found out this show is a great success. So now we're gonna we're gonna be doing a show just like it. Damn it! Sure. And it's like if you, if you just oh, did so you what mean you, he's like every studio head out there. Yeah, but to like, but like to like a cartoony yeah. extreme. Like, like if you look at the WWE Network programming, it's just it's all kind of like, like spin-off stuff of stuff that exists. Or, sure. Or them or them yeah. just trying to copy something with like like sometimes they'll copy too late where like they're the type of company that would come out with a vampire movie and Vince would be like, I thought you told me vampires were in, damn it. And sure. they'd be like, Well, that was five years ago, sir, with Robert Pattinson. Uh but if they do like their own stuff, like they got a guy Chris Jericho, you know Chris. Jericho? Oh, I love yeah. Chris Jericho. Oh yeah, oh, I yeah. love Chris Jericho. He's fucking great. He's funny I to his podcast all the time. He's yeah. so funny. You guys should be on his podcast or vice versa. Uh, I think we've tried. Oh, I think yeah. we're working on that. Yeah, we're working. on I'm that. I'm sure he's. But a he's a, super trooper He's too. such an old school wrestler. Like he's a. He's funny and he's a bad guy and he's got charisma. He's got comedy chops yeah, too. He's got great chops. He did Groundlings and stuff. So yeah. like, did he really? So yeah. like, I think I think he's the type of guy where if WWE was smart. They would just give him two million dollars to make his own comedy movie, and then he would pull favors and bring. But it he's made movies, to... and at the same time, it's like he's been around for twenty years, you know. So it's wow. like, right? It's like, what he's are they one waiting of the evergreens, for? Yeah. yeah, like let's go get the fucking Jericho up and running there. Well, because you know what? The, I, I think it's also like 
there are other guys. I mean, like Cena, for instance, yeah. is a dude who proved himself in the uh, Trainwreck movie, I think. I thought it was great. He proved himself in a lot. Now. Yeah. yeah. Sisters? Did you see him in Sisters? Uh, no. What is Sisters? It's the Tina Fey Amy Port thing. He crushes him. No, he's great. He's great. I mean, you know. It's funny because for me, and I don't know what your thing is. Like, I was a big fan when I was a kid, and then I fell off of it. And now my kid, who's eight, has become a gigantic fan, like as big as I was ever. Like he, he watches all the shows, and yeah. like I'm talking about all the shows on WWE Network. You know, the talk sure. shows and the guys driving around in cars talking to each other. Talking and smack. They have like a Jerry Seinfeld thing, like two guys, you know, whatever, driving around in cars and talk to each other. Do they barely fit in the car? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's two it's exhausted funny. wrestlers in yeah. an SUV yeah, just, going. just driving around talking so, to each other. You know how that'd be a hit? It's like as wrestlers in a Yugo. That would be <laughs> that would be funny. That right. would be good. That's a show. But yeah. anyway, so like I've gone away from it. I've come back to it, and now like I went to Raw the other night oh, with yeah. him, and you know, it's like you know, it's funny. Re kind of uh, discovering the world and where it's gone, and you know, you know, Ric Flair, who you were in a Jack Ric Flair, was the, the guy, right? And now he's, you know, now he's the old guy, and yeah. now his daughter is the star, and he's an old guy, that, and she is a star. Yeah. She's a little badass. Yeah, it's and kind so. of like uh, when you go to Disneyland, their whole philosophy is like, you know, it should be like it's the same as it always was when the parents mm-hmm. come now with their kids. It's just like. Kid. And that's what WWE does, right? Yeah, sure. It's just like when we were kids. Well, that's why I just got my yeah. Halloween costume because my kid, my son's going to go as Finn Balor. And, that's uh, a lot of makeup. It's a that's lot of makeup, paid. but they have they have it now. You can just buy a mask. Oh, okay. So you that's to, that's you, more doable. You don't have to put that demon makeup on. You just Is put he going to do on. the accent? I don't know. I don't know if he will. He can. He probably can. Yeah, but I'm, I'm going. Trying. I'm going Hulk Hogan this year. But who was? Wow! <laughs> Let me know how that goes, dude. Hulk, Hulk! I can't wait to see. Hey, guys, if you if you guys don't see me in the future, I went as Hulk Hogan for Halloween. <laughs> yeah, brother. Hey, brother. You gotta say brother a lot. Yeah, hey, brother. brother. Hey, brother. I like people of all races and creeds now, bro. <laughs> Are you gonna have like a bunch of tearaway T-shirts that you can just keep putting on, uh, ripping off? No, but they have they have this thing with the, they have the muscle suit. You know, now you just get the uh, muscle sure, suit. Sure, but I twenty four inch pythons. That's right. Yeah. If you really want to commit to it, though, I think every time you go trick or treat and someone opens the door, you should rip off your shirt. Hey, bro, trick or treat. <laughs> Hey, brother, trick or treat, brother. A hundred yeah. fucking t-shirts. By the way, they hand you a Slim Jim and the yeah. Macho Man gives you the elbow. Drum. Yeah. By the way, I did Slim that. Slim Jim. I went as the Incredible Hulk when I was a kid. Yeah. Put on green makeup. And then what I did is I had a t-shirt. Right. That was ripped down, you know, from the neck down to the bottom. Smart. And I scotch taped it together. Right. So that at every door that I went to, I could bust out of my shirt. Right. Wow. Right. And then Good I for you. That's it, pretty creative. It didn't work, though, because the tape obviously got linty, like, right off the bat and stopped sticking. <laughs> but, you know. Um, I went. I went as a wrestler one time. I went as Goldberg one year. Oh yeah, and, uh, the wonderfully uh, talented Jewish wrestler Bill oh, Goldberg. Yeah, I think my brother's working on one this week. My brother's a grip working on some show. With oh Goldberg nice, this week. Yeah. Goldberg. Yeah, Goldberg's doing a comeback soon. He's going to fight Lesnar, I think. Oh, he but, is. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think he is. But I, I went as though. I went as Goldberg, and it's everybody thought guys. I was Jesse Ventura. Really, it's not real, you guys. <laughs> guys, it's not real, <laughs> guys. Um, uh, uh, how about how about can I ask a question about uh, can we get off wrestling? Or you oh, I was going to ask, I was gonna ask oh. one, uh, one more wrestling question. Okay. Yeah. Say. So when the wrestling comes around, what connections do you have that you can get me in with those guys? Oh, right. Because because uh, okay. Kevin tried to use a connection the other day. I had, I had a couple. I, I, I went to Raw about a month ago or whatever, and I kind of contacted everybody I knew who had some sort of connection. But I guess it wasn't Including, you. But it wasn't you. Don't name any names. But I, it wasn't you. I know. So. I'm trying to think. I know. 
I mean, I know Adam Copeland Edge, but yeah. he's also not with the company anymore. He so lives you in can't, North Carolina. you don't go to the events then. I do. I go all the time. Oh, you do. Okay. He's a great uh, but I, I, but I pay for it. Like I, I pay the. T- okay, I don't so you like, don't go backstage and. No, I never have. But okay. I'm I, all the guys I'm buddies with. Like, don't even work for the. I'm buddy. I know Cody Rhodes, uh, Dusty Rhodes. Dusty son. Yeah. Okay, so uh, when I get a connection, then I should pull you in. Then please, please, I'll pay. I'll pay for the hot dogs and beer. You just okay. come in. Man. Well, who's the what was the the wrestler's name that is going out currently or was going out with uh, a Rod Tory, uh, the female wrestler Tory. Well, she went with like Clooney too, didn't she? Or did she really? Oh, no, no, that's uh, that's the other one. That's Stacy uh, Keebler. Okay. okay. Are you talking about Eve Torres? No, no, okay. her name is uh, Tori. Um, God Tori. damn it! Who knows? She went out with a Rod. Who knows? She went out with a Rod. Yeah, for, they might even still be going out. Hold on, I'm gonna get it. This is called know. dead air. This is called dead air. But in the meantime, I would like to know what it's like to work with Nick Jonas. Like, okay. Are there like female groupies all over the place? No, uh, mostly male groupies. Why male kidding. groupies? Uh, I'm kidding. I, he's, oh. Does he have good abs? He's um he's got <laughs> he's got good everything. <laughs> Kevin, come on, come um, on. You know what? He's uh he's very professional. Yeah. He's definitely multitasking between scenes where he's he's taking care of business on his emails and texts and stuff. And right, you know, he's, he's got rarely, a whole other industry. He's running. Oh, I mean, he's approving wardrobes. He's checking scheduling and flights. He's you know doing charity work. He's he's all over the place. Yeah. Uh, but he's very professional, really nice. He got me into his concert for free. That did happen. That was interesting. He left but a bunch not, of tickets for casting. Okay, Kahoon. okay. That's did nice. you go? Yeah, I went. It was through me and. Uh, I mean, it's nice when you know the guy. I mean, you're not a you're not a fan of. I mean, you don't necessarily follow the Jonas Brothers music. Uh, no, but, but I, I do like his single stuff. Like yeah. his solo stuff is actually pretty. There's some some foot tappers. They're good. It's but also it, like when you show up, like when you listen to it, you realize actually that. They're not just you know a boy band like they all play instruments. Yeah, yeah no, no. I, I mean, you know, I got daughters, man. I know how it all fucking works, bro. Uh-huh. And he's a good actor too. He's not you know just about the birds and the bees. Well, no, I know how. I know it's like you know people shit on certain people, but you know I have daughters who are fans of people yeah. that mm. that you might shit on, and you know they they enjoy them, and that's what it's all about. I'll tell you, I'm that's done shitting about, on Nickelback. People shit. shit on Nickelback way more Dude, than they deserve. I just, wrote, yeah, I, I just, think that's a knee jerk. I think it's unfair at this point. Yeah, it's kind of bullshit. Oh fuck! I just wrote a Nickelback. Back joke in my but you did because it's, your WWE because it's the go-to. It's like writing a donut joke for a cop. It's it's, oh it's weak. Oh it's, boy, it's weak. Oh boy. Well, why, you, know you know what? what I mean? Don't just criticize. Uh, point me in the right direction. Give me an alternative. Suggest. Well, I don't know. I don't know what the context of your joke is. I it, wish I it did. Was Nickelback sucks is what it was. Yeah. See, that's that know. was the punchline. Yeah, that's, Nickelback. Oh, sucked. you know who I wanted to talk about really quick? Yeah. Is uh is uh, Clifton Collins Jr. brought up Ed Harris when he was interviewed, oh, and I, I've, I've worked with Ed Harris. Yeah. And, on what? On what? On a movie called Virginia. It was my first job ever. Okay. So Ed Harris in the movie like arrests me, and there are all these deleted scenes where we interacted. Yeah. But, um, sure there are. But uh, a couple of lovemaking <laughs> scenes. I don't like to call it a sex scene. It was it was lovemaking. Um, but he was he was intense, but I but we got along really well. Yeah. Like there were a couple PAs and stuff who were like afraid of him. I think. But, sure. But I just think he's like of that old guard of like Gene Hackman and those guys oh, yeah. who like who could strike in your heart the fear of god like they have great rage and they you know they probably were all failed uh student athletes and then yeah. they took an acting class and were like cool I'm i mean have you watched westworld have you watched uh, no i haven't seen uh, it oh, okay i've watched have you watched westworld no yet? is it out yeah yeah the first two episodes he's a bad, is he good in the show he's great well he's, he's a bad he's he's great. Great. Uh, clifton just showed up clifton is in episode two so he just showed up but 
But uh, Ed Harris has the presence. I mean, he has a fucking presence. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's also, like, also just give it to actor in that, like, he can also play sympathetic characters. That not in this, sure. he doesn't. Not in this. No, he I, he's, he's he's turned a badass. Now that he's older, movie. he's turned to just fucking hard asses. Yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, I which is great. It's great. Which is the best. Yeah. I mean, you got to. You should watch it. Go watch. I remember it. he had that. He had that cheese ball line in Radio, the film with Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> that they showed in the trailer, where he's like, "Yeah, you know, uh, I think we started out teaching radio, but." Now I'm starting to think radio's teaching us. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh. Cue the string section. This is amazing, though, because we've talked about Carrie Mulligan in this podcast and Cuba Gooding Jr. and now radio we've brought up. I, I honestly don't think we've ever gone to we've, these places. We've ever talked before. radio before? I don't think we've gone to this place. I was just on uh, my flight to New York on Sunday. Yeah. Joe Jonas was on the flight. Okay. Nick oh, Jonas' snap. brother. Okay. But I Older was, or younger? Is he older than Nick Jonas? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, but he was widely considered like the good-looking Jonas brother, right? Oh, easy to hear. Look, I'm not going to get in the middle of this. Um, I, th- I don't know what he's considered. I think he's considered the less famous Jonas at this point. Oh, I think yeah. Nick is, now Nick is taking over. But well, Joe, was, kick his ass. Joe was the heartthrob, though. Joe was the heartthrob. Like, okay. Was the main heart. Like, he's the one who, all, like, on the side was dating all the hot chicks. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. I like, don't, any, I don't like... Know. Like Disney, like a Demi Lovato or something yeah, like that. Yeah, like, Angelica Houston, he dated her for Yeah, Oh, yeah, yeah. A. Hugh, yeah. She, yeah, yeah, she, yeah. she, she taught him. He's JoJo. So I, I don't know why I went named Joe Jonas. Jojo? Hey, JoJo. Joe Jonas? He's so I, I have a Joe Jonas story. I was, I was at the ATM by Bourgeois Pig on Franklin Avenue <laughs> okay. uh, by UCB. And I, I was waiting to take out money for, for a, probably to go see a UCB show. Yeah. And Joe Jonas was there taking money out. But he was taking his sweet damn time on the phone while he was taking his money out. Yeah. And I had no idea who he was. And at the time I was bigger. This is when I was over 300 pounds. And mm-hmm. I had a mustache and a trucker hat. And I looked like, I looked like I've read every comic <laughs> and, and had many fights. You know, I just look like this dude. And he keeps turning back and looking at me while he's taking his money out like he's worried. Yeah. And uh, at one point, as he's looking back, I just, like, the third time he looked back, I was offended. So I just look at him, and I just go, I'm not going to rob you, bro. (laughs) (laughs) And he goes, oh, right on, man. And then uh, as he takes his money out, he ends his phone call. And in the phone call, I heard he was talking about church. Mm. And I was like, I was, and, you know, I'm a a big Jesus guy, and the Jonas Brothers, I think, are Jesus dudes. Right. And, uh, And so I was like, I heard you mentioned church. You know of a good one? I just moved here. I'm looking for a church. And he was like... Uh yeah man there, there's lots of them uh, and like there's one, there's one right across the street <laughs> yeah, it's Scientology yeah, it's right yeah. bro uh get your satans checked yeah. and uh and so he kind of didn't give me an answer and I was like I was like cool I was like All where's right, the fucking church man. he's like pissed oh, off about it? I'm famous I can't do this right now no I but I met him uh years later because of Nick through yeah. Kingdom he shared that and story when, and I told him that story and he gave me a hug and was like. Yeah, dude. Sorry. Does he have any memory of it whatsoever? Oh, I'm sure he doesn't. No, I'm sure okay. he has way more important memories that take place. Well, sometimes you remember those mind. kind of things. Well, he was, he was. I'll just I'll tell this story. So I was sitting there in the airport, and yeah. then like, it was still like we were well before the pre-boarding situation. Yeah. I can only assume he did this as a defense mechanism. He was there with like clearly like a manager and a couple of other like very handsome young men who oh. I believed who one I recognized I think as an actor. Okay, that, that, that were like his posse or were, were he was working with them or was it? Could be either. Okay. Could okay. be either. Uh, although the dynamic, you know, showed itself a little bit more on the plane. <laughs> yeah. But then like he they went into the first class like into the the priority lane. Sure. And they just stayed there like. Right up front. Yeah. But I was, I was like, who's that guy? Who's that? I know that. That's not that Joe Jonas guy, is it? Right. And then okay. like, like I, I uh, you know, went online on my phone. Sure. I was like, oh, that's that Joe Jonas dude. Right. Okay. 
And so then, uh, but on the plane, it tur- it looked like what it was was manager client, like Joe Jonas, yeah. and a couple of the other guys were in business class. Okay. And then the manager and another young, good-looking guy who I think is an up-and-comer, they were back in coach with us, with us, with you, yeah. <laughs> and that was and that was it. And Joe Jonas and I made eye contact right. as I came on the plane, which I don't like to I don't like to look at the people in first in business sure. class. <laughs> sure, I feel insecure. Right. Okay. Although although. Because I'm a known traveler, because I'm TSA pre-check, I have the fuck you right back at everybody. Like, okay. I believe that's the new first class. Uh, I don't know. No, nah, no, nah, because it is. Trust know. me, it okay. is. Okay. I love the escape aisle with all the legroom, and then they give you a responsibility, and you're like, whoa. Yeah, I guess I'll save these people. Yeah, why not? And if they don't, I have they to. don't go away until you say you have understood your responsibility. <laughs> yeah, you have to yeah, verbally the way, confirm. There was there was one time where I didn't say yes, yeah. and they just like blew past it, and I was like, okay, I didn't say yes. So I guess I don't have. I to. didn't sign on the dotted line. Yeah. I don't have That's to. like when you're like you're stre- you're already asleep with your legs stretched out, and they wake they'll wake you up. Oh yeah. Well, it's like, it is an airplane. To be fair, <laughs> so it's a high stakes scenario. Yeah, it's I, a big I, metal tube in the air. I love walking past the first class people, and I, I love I love making a scene in public just for my own amusement. My some of my friends hate it. My buddy Julian, uh, who I co write some scripts with, he's really Fucking funny. Julian, Julian hates when I do this. But when we're in an elevator at like we'll be at a what's that fancy freaking place off Sunset or whatever the country club. And blanking wait, the wait. Soho House. Okay. We'll be yeah, we'll Soho be at the House. Soho House getting burgers and and playing ping pong or whatever. And on the elevator up or down, if we're with a bunch of like attractive wealthy people, I'll just say something ridiculous and uh, <laughs> and gauge the you know kind of gauge the room so to speak. Yeah, right. And um and it's usually just something like it's really quiet. There's six of us in a very confined space, and everyone's feeling the same feeling. Right. So I'll just turn to them and go. How's everybody doing? I just want to check in. See what, and, and nine <laughs> out of ten times, it's warmly received, and people crack jokes. I've gotten business cards out of it where people are like, "You're funny. Here's right. a piece of paper. Never yeah. call me." Uh, <laughs> but I love uh, when I walk past first class on a plane. I'm always like, "Must feel pretty good." Do you say that to people? Yeah, yeah, like just I, out loud, I, just to kind of. And I usually get a couple smiles. You should congratulate everybody. Congrats! Yeah, hey, I don't know what you did. I don't know who died, but you're in first class. Right. Congratulations! Congratulations! Way I'm in almond benefits too. What have yeah. you done? Go yeah. fuck yourself. Uh, Soho House is a uh, funny spot. I've been there. It's so weird. I've become the mayor of Soho House. I literally, it's like I had a little stretch. Yeah, a bunch of meetings there of two weeks. So I had like every meeting. They're like, "How about the Soho House?" I'm like, "Sure, why not?" Yeah. By the way, their food is legit good. That when I good. When some people, some of my friends are like, oh, "So you put up an Instagram thing on the Soho House, you prick," and I'm just like, "Okay, well, first off, their burgers are really good. Yeah, some their eggplant dip is bomb. Is it? And uh, and, and it's I've, not I've, the bomb anymore. It's just bomb. It's just bomb. Uh, we dropped the the after they dropped the the on Facebook. Yeah. yeah. It's not the <laughs> Facebook, just Facebook. Sean the Parker, bomb. you bomb. genius. He killed the. Smart. He killed the. Smart. Oh, my God. Fucking smart. Uh, yeah, food there is pretty good, but it's uh, you know it's a funny place to like spot people. Oh, yeah. Because a lot of people go there. Yeah. I've seen Ron Perlman sitting there alone for like an hour and a half just and sipping tea and looking like Ron Perlman. Do they all, you have to be a member? They're all, you're all members there? Is that how you... Can I mean, anybody so. go they yeah, turned, No, they turn people away, too. They yeah. turned away Kobe and like the Kardashians and stuff. Oh, really? Because they don't want that drama. Bullshit. They didn't turn away they Kobe. Keep Nobody nice. turns Kobe away. But I, turn I, I had a moment there where I was, uh, I was meeting with these guys. You told the story on the podcast already. Oh, then I won't tell it anymore. <laughs> I mean, okay, how many okay. times do people want to hear this story? I got one. Best, best. Fucking <laughs> it only took you an hour and 20 minutes. To... I, I got I to gotta play this one. Be- okay, give me good. your best. Give me your best moment with a very famous person. 
Because I've had I've had best moment or worst moment. G- give me a well, whatever is a better story. But oh. drop the name that's like a name drop. Like I love MC Ganey, but if I say that to most people, they might not. know. Sure, they means. would not know. Even though I love him, I would say <laughs> Rob Lowe. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, there have been so many. 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 Like uh, I, I think um, one of my favorites was eating eating dinner. Eating it was eating dinner. Being surprised that I was having dinner with Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston. Like, okay, just walking into to that like exp- super exclusive room at the uh, House of Blues. Oh yeah, and uh, and like literally going from the main room to a smaller room to like then like the smallest room, and then there was still one final <laughs> door there, and it opened up into like a private balcony, and it was uh, and Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston was there with our co-producer on Super Troopers, right, right, yep. and then Rich Perello, our producer, yeah, and then it was just me and Soda. There were like six of us. Perello yeah. is one of the best mustaches in the game. By Good the way. mustache. Yeah, it was it's nice. gone. It's gone already. Though. I shaved it. But like sat down with with Brad and, and Jennifer and like the restaurant was just bringing like the chef was bringing food out like filet mignons yeah. and like all the stuff and like a turducken yeah like we smoked some weed we uh-huh. did tequila shots uh, Aniston gave me a bite of her steak off of her fork which mm. I, I took that's like, always teeth, teeth only <laughs> that's sure. always the weirdest coolest thing ever yeah. yeah like tried not to touch anything with my mouth like this right, just got steak I shish kebab it yeah yeah I, I got the teeth around the back of the steak didn't touch the fork and just slid it right off and like you know chewed it and looked at Brad Pitt in the eye like I just I that's symbolic which has happened there. That that, wow. probably, that was a that was one. the best chew you've ever had. Yeah, that, oh, that I'm going to chew that on the way out today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to chew that. That's savory and sweet. Are you saying that you have a you have a, I have a good one, but I wanted to hear you guys too because I know you run in a bunch of rando uh, cool circles. I thought of one actually because uh, uh, I saw this person this weekend. Just randomly, I saw this person out and about. Um, but uh, uh, you'll remember this. We were uh, at a party, mm-hmm. and this, this we didn't really hang out with this person. We were at a party. And you and I were shooting the shit, probably talking about some inane bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, somebody walked behind you at the oh, party. Oh, my God. Right? They walked behind you, and yeah. the tag of your shirt was sticking out. Yeah. And this particular actress tucked, stopped, tucked the tag of your shirt in, and then, you know, patted you on the back. And I'm talking to you, and I look up, and it's Julia Roberts. Yeah. What? And Julia Roberts tucks the tag of your shirt in, smiles, and yeah, she, we said, hello, hello. She's like, I'm going to do you a favor. Yeah. It's like, humana, 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 humana. <laughs> and then she gave Whoa. us that. At her peak. This that million dollar smile, and then fucking walked well, out. It was in the Ocean's Eleven time. And just yeah. and not to be name droppy, the reason this all is Clooney was our original executive producer of Super Troopers. And so his. What? His assistant, Amy Cohn, who's a co producer on Super Troopers, was, and who brought the whole thing Like, together. I need another reason to think he's really cool. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, she was the person who was like taking us around. She, like, yeah. we met her. I met her at dinner with Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston, and she, it was her party. Yeah, it was her house party. And like Clooney was there with Jennifer with uh, with uh, Julia Roberts, Jennifer Roberts, with Jennifer and, uh, Rob, whatever fucking and, name and, is. And Jim Clooney, beautiful woman. And, uh, What's that movie? Well, can we did? just get the offer? Why do we have yeah. to do this? Come on, can we just get the offer for Jennifer Roberts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There have been some. There have been some. Right, that's, the Julia Roberts thing was was pretty. That's pretty big. That's I mean, it was correct. brief. It was Pelican brief. But yeah. uh, but it was oh, Pelican brief. Like nice. That's it was nice. good, but it was a, it was one of those shocking ones where you're just at, talking at a party and all of a sudden it's weird. You know, you're not, Jennifer Roberts is fixing your shirt. You're not supposed to do this, Jennifer. You're a pretty woman. <laughs> I, uh, I, in my first year in LA, which by the way, you know, I'm, I'm a big fanboy. So in general, yeah. I'm just like, I'll talk to fucking anybody. Sure. Uh, because worst case scenario, you have a story. Uh, best case scenario, you might have a job. Right. So like, I just do that. And in my first year, I saw a lot of people, 
uh, living in Hollywood, I lived off Wilcox and uh, and Hollywood Boulevard. So I was like right in the middle of helicopters and crackheads and and right. Ben Foster jogging at night and stuff, right, random right. stuff. But I was leaving Cafe Etc. In the afternoon, I get to uh, a stoplight at Selma and Kawanga, I think, or Selma and Wilcox. Solomon Wilcox? Selma. uh, Selma. Um, I'm I'm crossing in the crosswalk at 2 in the afternoon. Nobody there. One vehicle at the crosswalk, one person crossing me. I look to my right at the SUV, the only vehicle there. And it's Ryan Gosling. <laughs> and I just look and I stop and I kind of squint at him. And then he looks at me and squints like, do I know you? <laughs> I walk up to the driver's side door of his car in okay. traffic. And I just go, roll your window down. <laughs> Motion from me, rolls it down. And I go, hey, man, you were the shit in that movie, The Believer, which is like a Sundance film he did from like 2001 right. where he plays like a Jewish kid who becomes a, a neo-Nazi. Nazi, yeah, yeah, yeah. He cracks up laughing and he goes, oh, thank you, man. He puts his hand on the window. I shake it and I go, you're one of my favorite actors. If if I see you, I'm not going to not say hi to you. And he goes, no, I'm glad you did or whatever. And I go, all right, it's going to turn green. And then I walked away. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like such a stupid, like such a pathetic, like Midwest kid moves to Hollywood sure. thing to do. I don't think but, so. But it was like. Genuine though. I'm glad I did it though. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, like you said, it's like at the very least you have a story. Right. And if you ever meet him again, you can bring him. <laughs> you might remember. You'll meet that him one. again. Meet I had a crazy again. moment with Shia LaBeouf. Oh, really? I went to I his think a lot of people could say that probably, right? Yeah. Everyone that's that's all you get with Shia yeah, LaBeouf. Really? Do you remember huh? that paper bag thing he did where he yeah. let yeah. people come talk to him? Yeah. I talked to him for like 20 minutes. And we ended up like, I ended up praying with him and holding hands with him and we both cried. It was insane. How do you know he's crying? Really? The bag got wet. Crazy. Did the bag get the wet? The bag got wet. <laughs> he was sniffling and shit. It was crazy. We had like a we had like a good moment where I just told him my story of how I got to LA and what I've done and stuff. And I told him I said, crew members love to talk about actors. You know, they love to tell stories. And I was like, yeah. When I started getting on all these sets, everybody had a Shia LaBeouf story, and it was always negative. And it bummed me out because I was such a fan of yours, but all these people were saying bad stuff about you. And he started to get choked up. And then I was like, I, th- I think you like you got a fire in your belly. You got talent. I think you're probably a good guy, but you're about to Amanda Bynes yourself if you're not careful, and you're going to let everything ruin a really cool life. So please don't do that. We all want to see man. you succeed. We don't want to see you self destruct. And then at the end of which, when I start getting choked up because he's getting choked up because I'm a big Jesus dude, I'm like, can I pray with you? And he said, yeah. And he spoke, and he like the whole thing was like he doesn't speak. He wasn't supposed to be in the bag, right? Yeah, and so I held his hand and felt that like scar from that car accident. Oh, right, he had right. Broke Transformers his hand or whatever. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. We prayed, and and when I I mentioned something where I was I was talking about God, not to sorry to get all serious, but like nah, uh, I, I said in there, I was like, God, you need to, you know, when we're feeling depressed or we're confused, we need you to speak louder. Uh, if we believe in you, it means we believe the other guy exists. And when I said that, he gripped my hands really hard and went mm, and like grunted. Wow. Okay. And I was like. Like I was saying something that was hitting home with him, mm-hmm. and uh, and it was like really intense. So I don't know why, I don't know what it is, but I feel like I'm gonna work with that dude down the line. Do you think that you made the difference, man? I don't know. You he became it. a Christian like eight months later on the okay. set of Fury, so. dude. He would remember you. He would remember me for sure. Right, yeah. But he's never seen you before because he had a bag in his head. Oh wait, did he have eyes cut on? Yeah, there were eye holes. <laughs> first, first time I talked to him was over the phone because, like I said, I used to just call random people. <laughs> when, I was, when I was 19, I found his phone number on this website for a company he started. They tried to start a production company with his buddies when he was like 19. And they read a script I wrote when I was 19. And 
I talked to him over the phone, pitched it to him. So I was like, the first time I talked, he was on the phone. Second time, you had a bag on your head. I said, the third time, maybe I'll like, it'll be face to face. 69, bro. 69. I'd like to like see a documentary <laughs> about people's weirdest phone celebrity conversations. Because like, oh, I, I had a phone conversation with Dane Cook. Oh my we, gosh! We I guess we've kind of met him a few times, but I never really spoke to him. But I yeah. had a phone conversation with Dane Cook, pitching him a TV idea, pitching oh, okay. him Headhunters. Okay, and I just think that's so random. It's like right. I've met him over the phone, and it was his voice for sure. Right, but it's I've weird. never. Yeah, it's just we called. Uh, I remember what night we called Mike Myers. Remember that we were in. Uh, were you there? It was. What? Uh, it was Soder and we were in Soder Stelinski's apartment uh, uh, on the Upper West Side. That apartment they had like it was like 88th Street or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, we f- we saw an interview with Mike Myers, and we saw uh, he named his wife's name, and we looked his wife up in the in the phone book, yeah, and it was she was listed, and we called, and he Whoa. answered the phone. Okay, I was not there for that. Yeah, but I've no- it didn't go anywhere. It didn't you know? It was right. Like a, but you know, you didn't ask him like you didn't uh, identify yourselves. Hey, we're from Broken Lizard. Well, no, because we the funny thing is we had seen him. Like, that was when he was like j- had just like kind of started making it big on Saturday Night Live. And he was just on, on the rise, and we were walking down the street. Were you there? I was there for that. We were yeah. walking down the street one day, one night, and we saw him. Yeah. And we went up to him, and we were doing sketch comedy shows in the village, and we were trying to invite him to come see our show. Yeah. But he misinterpreted it as being we wanted tickets to go see his show. And so it was a very kind of awkward, like, yeah. uh, he was like, I can't get tickets. And we're like, no, no, we want you to come to our... It was very awkward, and then we kind of went our separate there's ways. There's that thing, too, of I bet people just don't know if you're cool or not. Like, Oh, sure. Like, there's that thing of, like, you might be the coolest person in the world and hit it off with this other person, but they're in that new position of people are asking of me now that I'm... Yeah. And, like, oh, did you guys ever have that? You had to have. When Super Troopers made, like, 20 mil or whatever, you probably had people who were like, hey, man... Can you read every script? Always. Oh, yeah. Always. Happens all the time. Yeah. Happens all the time. Yeah. 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 Always. It's tough because then, you know, it's like there are times where you kind of need somebody to do that for you. Oh, yeah. And you do that for them. Yeah. Right. And, and you know. Pay it forward, bro. <laughs> exa- well, it's it's like, but then there are times. Uh, the whole the whole industry can be shitty and also sure. nice in that respect. It's nice when stuff's mutually beneficial, too. If you can find that thing where it's like, okay, I will read the script, but it's because I could play that part. Um you know, when it's just straight up, hey, help me out, it's like, I'm kind of trying to help myself out. I'm kind of trying to stay above water. Yeah, you know? exactly. Because this is, even for the highest of these, the George Clooney's are still fighting to get stuff made and still slashing budgets when they don't feel they should have to and yeah. all that shit. We're all hustling, nonstop. Hustling. Everybody's hustling. For yeah. every, for every greenlit Clooney pl- project, how long are we? 20 stats? others. Oh, geez, okay. All right, let's All wrap right. it up. We need to wrap it up. 132. Up you know uh, how long we're talking? One thing I do, I, I do want to mention, so like... uh when I first met Paul, yeah, it was in the hotel lobby, yeah, uh, in uh, in Boston where yeah. we, were, we were filming, and I like I was sitting down with Rich and a couple of the financiers, yeah, and I looked over and I saw him, uh, you know, on his with his headphones on at, at his computer, mm-hmm. uh, having dinner and a drink, I suppose, mm-hmm. and uh, so I went up and introduced myself to him, and he was wearing a T-shirt that said Emmerich <laughs> with a photo of Noah Emmerich on, <laughs> right? And Who you went to school with? I did go to school with, right. Him. But uh, I so found that funny. so, like, uh, I've never seen that Championing before. the character actors of the world. Now, I that's have, your thing, though, right? I have a line of, uh, of T-shirts I make for myself via Vistaprint.com. Shout out to Vistaprint. What yeah. up, Vista? Um, I, make, I just make shirts of, like, the dudes that I like watching, like Ben Mendelsohn, mm-hmm. Noah Emmerich, 
the late James uh, Rebhorn. Mm, yeah. Rebhorn. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm so into that. So that's so funny you went to school with him. Yeah, yeah. He was uh, in my sister's class. And then I, I had a meeting with his brother, Toby Emmerich. Toby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Over New Line New Cinemas. Line Cinemas. Mm-hmm. But not to be confused with Roland Emmerich. There's no relation. <laughs> who <laughs> of which who no wants right. the world to fall apart, apparently. Yeah, that's right. But Noah Emmerich is a great actor. He he's really terrific. Good. Yeah. yeah, he's terrific. Love him. Love him. Anyway, beautiful girls. I have, I actually, beautiful girls. He's great. Beautiful. He was in yeah. Miracle. He's a sister. He's in so many. So many Truman movies. Show. Put Truman him in Podfest. Yeah. He'll be like an authority figure asshole type or something. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Put him in po- Put Noah Emmerich in Podfest is the petition that I'll be. Start that up. Start that up. Oh, crowdfunding. Can, can, can I plug random shit before? Yeah, I, yeah. Let's, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, what are you up to? What are you doing? What are you plugging? Um, what do we got going? I do this thing called Street Food Cinema. Yeah, where I host movies um, throughout the city of Los Angeles. Okay, and uh, they pay me to just crack jokes and introduce bands and do Q and As with some of the people sometimes. So if you're into that, come see me do Street Food Cinema. That's fun. So what, is there, are there specific events coming up for it or no? Um, yeah, I'll be I'll be hosting, I'll be hosting uh, American Psycho this Saturday, my thirtieth birthday, October fifteenth. Oh. Oh. Oh, God, he's so young. And then he's uh, so young. So his future I'll, is ahead of him. A child. I'll, I'll be doing uh, American an American Werewolf in Paris and Ghostbusters at the end of the month. Okay, oh, um, that's great. And then I, I did a movie with Aaron Paul six years ago called mm, okay. Quad. Okay. And it never came out, so okay. maybe that'll come out soon. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. It's probably going to be fucking buried. Uh, he's big enough now. Like, come on. Um, he could open a movie. Yeah. Here's hoping someone opens that movie, because we shot it six years ago. What was it called? Quad. It's got uh, Jeff Daniels, Tom Sizemore, I mean, uh, Tom Berenger. Wow, that's a great Good cast. cast. Bunch it's of about a college cool campus, people. the Quad. That's about a dude who uh, becomes quadriplegic after oh, an accident. Okay. So okay. more oh, drama. God. That's, that's uh, and then that's I'm, sad. Uh, we'll see. I'm testing for a pilot on yeah, Thursday. Yeah. Here's hoping that happens. Yeah. And uh, oh good my luck, gosh, good luck to you. Good luck to you. Are you doing any more stand up? No, you don't do stand up anymore. I look like I look like you look an adult like, make a wish. What's happening right. in that photo? I love that picture. Going yeah, through you. something. It's great. Your, your uh, Emmerich shirt. Um, uh, uh, oh, podcast. I'm starting a podcast with my buddy. Nice. You are good. Okay. It's called Hot Tag. Hot Tag with Keith and Paul. It's a wrestling podcast. So okay. If everyone could go over to Twitter and look up. Uh, at Hot Tag Podcast, would love for you to listen. And you have to our guests show. and stuff like you know, can we come on your podcast? Oh, uh, dude, I would love to have you guys. On I the could podcast, talk wrestling for sure, bro. Um, I can I talk, talk old school wrestling. Old school wrestling. We can talk about Coco Beware and Jimmy Snuka and stuff. Oh, <laughs> Super Superfly. What about Black Super Jack Lanza? Can you talk Black, Black Jack Lanza? Lanza? Great mustache. Mm-hmm. Um, Evil. Yeah, we're gonna have fun. It's gonna be a fun podcast. It's just gonna be comedy and wrestling. It's oh, just, by the okay. way, and speaking of wrestling, I remembered who the woman Tori Wilson. Tori Wilson. Okay. She's a hottie boom She was beautiful. Okay. okay. Female wrestler. Okay. Dated A Rod for a while. Great. Probably kicked his Hey, ass. all you weird lonely guys, go look up Tori Wilson in Google <laughs> Images and have yourself a full afternoon. You're you gonna know, love you it. actually will. You actually will because she posed for Playboy. Oh, look out. Hello. Lemmy, you're they the kid do... who got all the other kids into trouble they in school, right? Talk. You're the kid who brought the dirty mm. mag in his They don't do nudity in Playboy anymore, so. Uh, I'm a big Packers fan, too, right? Big Green Bay Packers fan. They beat my Giants on Monday night. That's a bad game. It was a bad game. I apologize. I don't even know how good we look. I I think we have a pretty light schedule right now. Yeah, the Giants Giants have all kinds of problems. Something's wrong. They were still holding on with what, the Giants? Something's wrong with the Giants. Well, they, they don't have a fullback, they don't have a tight end, and they don't have a wide receiver or six feet tall. And they have no pass rush. I mean, how how long did... 
did fucking Roger stand back there in the pocket? Oh, forever. All day, all night. Yeah. And then the broadcasts were just sucking the dicks of the offensive line of the Packers. <laughs> they really were. And they was, love doing that. They really were. Yeah, they were just going to town. And they're like, look at them back. Chris Collins. Terry, or that guy's name is. They're fucking loving on those guys. Jesus. Sports, right, you guys? Yeah, you don't right. even care. You don't even guy like stuff. I thought you liked the Packers. I love. I love the Packers. I just. I'm not the guy. I- I'm the guy who can. I can spout off stats about like Brett Favre, uh, like uh, Todd Field films, like in the bedroom. Oh, okay. <laughs> or like, right, 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 like right, I'm right. not. I'm. I can't do. You know what I love listening to though? Yeah, dude. What? Bill Simmons podcast is a shit. I, I haven't listened. I know to nothing it. about what he's talking yeah. about. I take eternal joy in listening to him and his buddies just talk about sports. Okay, yeah. listen, I've heard you're not the first person to say that. Yeah. I mean, not in a bad He's like way. Like the third, the third person. Yeah. All right, let's chew something. All right, let's out. get let's uh, let's move on. What are we gonna chew? I'm, you I'm know what I'm chewing. Just looking at my questions and see. If you I know what everything. I'm chewing. If I hit my list, look, I hit my own list. You have a list. I'm, I'm honored you. that you even have a list. I do have a list. That's you, know, good. you know what I'm chewing. Okay, when are you shooting the third season of Kingdom? Third season of Kingdom uh, begins shooting in like five weeks. Okay. Um, so hopefully, I'm gonna go back mix it up with. Grillo and Laurie and those guys. Uh, you can I watch that now on Hulu, me, right? But I don't know how many episodes. On it's, Hulu, you can watch no, it. No, it's it's only on ATT Uverse and DirecTV on demand, okay. which is the least sexy thing I could ever say. Okay, but and if you have that, go look at it. Go watch it. Please go watch it. Hopefully, we'll get on Netflix. It's very soon. sexy. It's very sexy. sexy. That you know what that network is cool because it's like everybody. The way it works for me is I don't remember what like channel HBO is or Showtime or Cinemax, and so like when I want when I'm in the mood to watch a movie on one of those channels, right? I type in five hundred, right? Because I know that's going to get mm-hmm. me right where I need to go. That's why it's there, and that's that's why that it's channel. There. That's why it's there. We at Directv would like you to do a commercial where you explain that, yeah. uh, in thirty seconds. So that's okay. with people don't understand. Okay. Um, all right. So chewing on the way out. You know what I'm chewing? I'm chewing Jennifer Aniston's meat. Oh, that's weird. Uh, like I made him cringe again. I'm chewing. I'm taking a piece of filet mignon off of Jennifer Aniston's. Okay. Fork. I'm going to finish up. Uh, P dumps uh, parfait. Also weird. Yeah. P dumps parfait. Yeah. <laughs> I smell a food truck. Um, I'm gonna. I'm chewing. Uh, you know what? I'm chewing my lines for yeah. my audition on Thursday. Uh, okay. Because I'm gonna try to crush this. <laughs> I don't thing. think we've never had that before. We've never had that. Support my life. How do they taste? That's great. Uh, they taste like uh, success. They taste like I'm going to pay off my student loans in 2017. Oh, yeah. I like the way that sounds. It tastes green. Tastes Mm. like lettuce. You know what? I might have Concordia College is going to get a check from you in 2017. No. Navient (laughs) will get a check with a middle finger scrawled in blood. Because they educated you? Oh, shit. Because you took from them and they gave to you? Oh, shit. Don't do this to me, Lemmy. I'm a Bernie Sanders supporter. You don't know how crazy this is about to get. You know how deep this well is. <laughs> Free college. <laughs> student loans. Uh, all right. Okay, all right. Chew I'm, chewing. Chew, I'm chewing that. Mm. Thank you, Paul Walter Hauser. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank Aniston. you for having me. Thank, Thank you, everybody. Expect great things in the future from PWH. Oh, boy. You'll be seeing great things from, from Paul. From, That's right. From Palter in our movie That's on the right. benefits, too. Mm-hmm. Go see Super Troopers, too. Love you guys. God bless you. Talk to you next week. Now leaving Nerdist.com. 